It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, everybody. It is episode 375 of Pop Culture Crisis. You should answer our poll. It's a very, very sophisticated one. Right there in the chat today, guys. It is episode 375. My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Would you introduce yourself, please? Hello, crisis actors. It's Mary. We are, in fact, asking the important questions on the show today. I, I couldn't think of a, of a, of a fake name for, for DeSantis, so just other. DeSantis is other in that poll. We'll just say that. You're really throwing shade yeah. at him here. Yeah. And we've got a special guest on the show today hello hey guys How you i'm doing? the keynote corner yes uh, you are you know i'm known for uh talking about weird movies so they brought me on because uh I actually have no idea why they brought me on. <laughs> we're going to talk about stuff today there's, there's fun stuff to talk about in the news uh we're also going to review the little mermaid that's weird yeah uh, we all went well, and saw weird. it last it's, night it's weird that i saw it yeah yeah, yeah. you <laughs> didn't expect to uh no so um on is it kino i was talking to uh you know monkey jones the the co-host and we watch a lot of really crappy movies for uh for is it kino oh, i but think you've got the, no, the video the, playing on your the, laptop mute the laptop oh, my friend i sorry we no didn't i warn muted you. it Part oh it's playing on my phone party foul okay party you're good foul. it's playing you're on my good. phone sorry he about says that. he youtubes for a live from time to time what's up with that so continue oh <laughs> uh, uh well i'm not in a setup like this i'm in a you know i'm literally in uh my living room yeah. <laughs> um but uh yeah no so you know we do a bunch of crappy movies but Mumkey was like there's no way I'm watching The Little Mermaid. And I was like, yeah, there's no way I'm watching The Little Mermaid. And then we brought him here. We're like, how about you come with us to <laughs> go see The Little now Mermaid? Now it's your favorite movie yeah. of all time. The Little Mermaid. Yeah. Yeah. He loves yeah. it. He loves it. It was great. You know, I, th I thought it was fantastic. You know, Disney's really doing a lot of good stuff with their live action <laughs> adaptations. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, like. Keep going. No, we're going to get into the review at, at the beginning of the show, but we have like some stuff to, yeah. to start yeah. off Before with. Before <laughs> we get started, guys, would you hit the like button on this video and subscribe to this channel if you have not done so already. We have passed 61,000 subscribers, so thank you very much for that. Also remember, all Super Chats, $20 and over. We will interrupt the discussion. We will read them on air right then and there, and then we will get back to our discussion as quickly as possible without, uh, but while making sure we fully answer your question to the best of our abilities. Also remember, are we still doing the... 12 crisis parties and you watch and I watch Attack and review Titan. the first five episodes of Attack on Titan yeah. yeah 12 is the wager but you guys dropped the ball yesterday so or or maybe you could watch uh, Death Note up until when it completely changes and becomes like a totally different show and then gets lame I think I think our chat wants her to watch anime. That's what they want. They really why want that you, one. They they want you to watch that one. So that's what it is. Uh, so that just for a heads up. And if they there were like that. tons of other wagers that we agreed to yesterday, and yeah. I don't even remember what they were. In the chat, Mary says, uh, "Not Mary, Mary in the chat, not you." Uh, says uh, this guest reminds me of the actor Timothy Hutton. That's interesting. Have you ever heard that one before? Do no. you have any celebrity doppelgangers? Uh, I hope not. No. 
Uh, yeah, no, I, I maybe hope a little not. Aaron Taylor Johnson in Bullet Train. <laughs> really? Well, you know, this mustache is <laughs> the, just the mustache. The, the mustache. Just the mustache. <laughs> yeah, the mustache is a very new thing for me. I'm usually clean shaven. You but just wanted that sleazy look. I wanted to look extra sleazy to come on Pop Culture Crisis. I'm mm. representing the, uh, <laughs> I'm representing the the sleaze of the film industry here, right? I got my hundos. I actually made off of a um, a bachelorette party last night. <laughs> and, the, and the and you have the casting couch right in the corner. Yeah, well, it's kind of funny that you know I, I wasn't expecting a whole uh, casting couch thing for a Pop Culture Crisis, <laughs> but Mary really insisted. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Um, behind the scenes, uh, behind uh, inside baseball in that one right there. I deny all allegations. <laughs> we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today, so we are going to review The Little Mermaid. So we will be getting into that first after start of the show. We are going to talk about this absolutely ridiculous uh, <laughs> accusation from Evan Rachel Wood about Marilyn Manson. Ridiculous in the sense that it makes no logistical sense whatsoever. It's, it's proof of the power of PR agencies at work. So we will talk about that. We're going to talk about whether Kim Kardashian getting plowed by Ray J is better or worse for her kids upbringing than Kanye West recent behavior. So she she seems to think, you know, that Kanye West behavior are going to do His more long-term. She says she shenanigans, says that that will do more long-term damage to her kids than her behavior. So we'll we'll talk about that. Also, AI's AI sigh. I'm just uh we have to talk about it. Uh it's it is interesting that in the middle of a writer's strike, which is really about a whole lot of stuff, the dominating narrative of the discussion has become almost entirely it seems from the article standpoint and from the celebrity standpoint about the effects of artificial intelligence on the industry. So we will talk about a couple of articles because a couple of more celebrities have spoken out about it. And there's another very interesting article that's basically, there you go, that's basically Thank calling you. everyone who doesn't want to have AI uh, insecure. So we will, <laughs> we will discuss that. If you guys are ready, we will get right into it. Mary, are you ready? I'm ready. Keno, are you ready? I saw oh. you put that bill in your pocket. I saw that. You're gonna that. have to return those. Yeah. Hey, you know, <laughs> life is expensive in Austin. That is, that's a fair point. <laughs> so, true. all right, let's get started then. I, I got some fun shade to throw first that I put on your guys' computer. Blockbuster finally gets its own back on Netflix amid password sharing crackdown because they've rolled out the password sharing crackdown. I in, haven't noticed. Yeah, I'll have uh, to in, try okay. to use my dad's in, Netflix in, account again. <laughs> I, use my, I use my parents' Netflix account, but that's okay because they use my... Uh, Max, I guess it's Max now. Yes. Yeah. They use my Max account, so it's been like a mutual sort of. You Don't know. roll over and start calling it Max the day after. Come on. Mary, Mary says it should still be HBO. Everyone's Max. still gonna call it HBO Max. I just call it HBO. I'm like, oh, I'm putting on HBO. Yeah. Um, mm. You know, I, I don't really like. I don't really care that they're calling it Max because. So I heard a rumor, and I'm not sure if this is true. It could just be a rumor that like it's because they're adding all the discovery. Yeah. Stuff no, it is. and HBO just like also doesn't want the HBO brand name with like my 600 pound life or something like that. that. I mean, that's really interesting to me because like, does it really matter to them? I mean, I guess HBO has done a little bit more work than some hey, to they stay. Did, they did the Sopranos. To, Come yeah. on. Uh, I, I mean, they stand for, for high art like for, euphoria. For me, it's the wire. Yeah. Um, for me, it's the wire. But like, uh, but in general, like, I guess they've done more than some of these streamers to try to stick with more premium-based content. Uh, you could make and the, the Last of Us. And the, I mean, still, I high mean, art. It's whether it's high art or not hey, is not really name good. one bad video game adaptation. Like you, you literally can't. There's none. None. Yeah, They're all none. perfect. They're all perfect. Uh -huh. No, I mean, video Mortal games Kombat. are the most <laughs> perfect art form, and video games are probably the highest art form right now. It's the most perfect art form. They're the to most adapt. lucrative. 
to adapt to film. I mean, you have great ones like Resident Evil. You know? All the all of Milovic ones. High art. I mean, better than anything by Fellini. Better than anything by Pasolini. Uh, my favorite is Mortal Kombat Annihilation. You know, I had somebody tell me that their favorite movie. Somebody, I think that we all know, um, told me that their favorite movie was Mortal Kombat, and I was like, "That's amazing." Really? And whoever that person is, I like them. I'll, I'll tell you after the show. You okay. don't want to name this person. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna embarrass this person. Okay. So block, Blockbuster, <laughs> Blockbuster left a tweet that says a friendly reminder that when you used to rent videos from us, we didn't care who you shared it with as long as you returned it on time. So true. Uh, you know they, they've been waiting all these decades to get their to get their own back. Is after this a Radio happened. Shack situation? Yeah, I, I don't know because technically Blockbuster got bought by Netflix, right? So is it Netflix yeah. who runs the the Twitter account? It's funnier if it is like the Radio Shack situation with the Radio Shack troll guy. No, wasn't that the um wasn't that the one streamer? Uh the one he, he was I don't, know. I, I don't I don't know much about streamers, but wasn't that like that one famous like kind of uh uh goofball streamer or whatever that ran that bought the Radio Shack? Did he? I mean there are a lot of goofball oh, yeah. streamers out there. I mean there. it is it, is, it is one no, person I'm blanking on his name. It is one person that, that owns the that runs the Radio yeah. Shack one. So. Yeah, it's like a it's like a well known streamer's but is, yeah. <laughs> on top of this, Netflix is not done. Also, Amazon Prime got in on it and started clowning on them. I'm now picturing like a playground fight situation where they're being made fun of by, by a bunch of bullies. Where Amazon Prime did this thing where they posted the old picture where Netflix said, the old tweet where Netflix said, uh, love is sharing a password. <laughs> and they said, well, this didn't age well. Yeah. And then they posted this thing where it's like, it's an Amazon <laughs> Prime thing. It says, who's watching? It's all the people on that account. So they're just out there trolling. You know, the true alpha males are the ones who pay for the Netflix subscription and share it with their harem of of followers of, of GFs. The, the problem with Netflix is that there's really not a whole lot of good movies. I don't like any of the uh, Netflix like live stuff. H, like HBO Max, Max, whatever you want to call it, um, has a much better selection. They have like way more classic films. People are on here saying how they have like a lot of the Kurosawa movies. Yeah. Like, like I would much rather watch, you know. Yojimbo or Rashomon or High and Low, then I would much then watch Stranger Things again. I've been watching Doctor Who on on that or on HBO Max. Sorry. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Max. Max. They, Max. They have, and they have, like, a lot of the Criterion collection. They have, like, the TCM stuff. Doesn't Criterion have its own app, though? Yeah, it's a great streaming yeah. service. Yeah. Uh, the like so, I have um, HBO Max, Criterion Channel, and Mubi, and those are my probably top three. Yeah. Uh, How much is on Criterion? Oh, they probably have more movies on. Like they have a ton of movies, and they'll do like Criterion editions of films. So it has like the supplements, like the behind the scenes uh, documentaries, that's and the commentary. Really cool. One of the things that bothers me, I, I've actually made that point a dozen times. Like I would pay extra for these streaming services to have the original DVD commentaries that were on a lot of these special editions. You know, the steel books and everything like that. Yeah, and there's some great commentaries. One of my favorite ones is uh, for the movie The Darjeeling Limited. And it was a commentary. It was a uh, Wes Anderson, Jason Schwartzman, and Roman Coppola. 
And like 20 minutes before the film ended, they got a call and it was some guy that mistook them for a different production company and started pitching them this like terrible TV show and they just kept it in the commentary. So like half the commentary (laughs) is this random dude who's not in the film industry pitching them this like I Love Lucy style TV show and and begging uh, Wes Anderson to make it. That's amazing. (laughs) Did you see the did you see the AI of the Wes Anderson Star Wars movie? Dude, the trailer, those those yeah. all suck. Yeah. Those all are terrible. And we'll, I'm like, and we'll they get totally into that miss it. Yeah. yeah. That's a fair point. We'll, we'll get into it later. All right. Also, Mary, did you see that Mizzy was arrested again? <coughs> Maybe justice does exist. Yeah, dude. It says uh, he's been taken into custody. Inquiries are ongoing. It says the 18 year old social media prankster was arrested May, Friday, May 26. He was arrested on the roof of a building near, Ice, near an Iceland store in Southeast London by a plainclothes officer. So they got him. What did he do? Uh, okay, so it says he was issued a, a criminal behavior order, which prevents him from directly or indirectly. That's from the original. Yeah. Uh, and the, they so just he say, just broke one of the rules. Yeah, that he they just gave broke him one of the rules immediately. Yep, yep. He just went on someone's says, private property immediately. Uh, on suspicion of breach of a criminal behavior order, so he broke the the rules I guess of the order. He also was banned from entering a lot of businesses, yeah. so it might have been that. Yep. I don't well, know. That guy is, uh, that kid is, he's going places. He's just going places he's not supposed to because he's not allowed to go How about anymore. instead of free Mizzy, we get Mizzy for prison. Mi- <laughs> Mizzy and Prizzy. To, to be fair, there's people, in, they said like a lot of people in his chat were saying like, we're not impressed. Like you're just, you're just being a hoodlum. His own fans. <laughs> like, well, I, I mean, I don't know if there's fans. I don't know if he has any fans. Yeah. Like, like does he only have haters? I, at, a lot, at a certain point when you make that kind of content, maybe it's more like. like Let's see the video. Like curious onlookers. This was streamed? He's whispering. Huh? Let's go. He's not saying that. That shirt is a crime. That's the real crime. Wow, for here. once he quiets down. So explain the allegation to you, which is that you've got. Man, the cops got Nikes on. <laughs> nice. Like, uh, pl- I guess they said plain clothes officer. Yeah. So it's like, I was like, they got, they give them like, like they have like department Riz in, <laughs> in the UK. Two TikTok videos, or two Twitter videos, Cops armed too. Who is this person? He is a uh, he's. Uh, Did you see the, the home TikTok invasion menace. video? He's he like went into somebody's. He he took a video of himself going into somebody's house in the UK, like just a total stranger, and sitting on their couch, and there were like kids in the house and stuff like that. There's just a better a total... video. There's a better video by Million Dollar Extreme where they uh, enter a trap house and they find all these drugs and they start <laughs> doing the drugs that are inside the trap That's house. That's sort of like public property though. <laughs> <laughs> and then he also like he was like he stole an elderly woman's dog and ran away with it. He um. I don't see like a problem with that. Leapfrogging over people. Yeah. You know, um, if the if the doors are open, he like threatened he, to kill the door, somebody. The doors weren't open. He just walked in like they they were they were not locked, but they weren't open. Well, if you can open the door. Yeah. But in the UK, you know, he's not going to get shot, so he's he feels safe to yeah. do that. Also, guys, I saw this one. This one's kind of impressive. So Nat- Natalie Portman says, uh, "The world would not be a kinder place if women ruled everything." She said that. She said that. Wow. That's she said that. Statistically Thoughts? true. At least she admits it. Statistically true. She says it always drives me crazy when people are like, "If only women ruled the world, it would be a kinder place." No, women are human beings and come in all different complexities. She was at the Cannes Film Festival. She said that she believed. 
believes that women are more likely to be compassionate and collaborative than men, but does not believe that women are inherently kinder than men. Me and you kind of had a discussion about this last night when we were talking about the directing film. Yeah, you know, it's just like, um, I don't, I, I don't know. Like, I've worked with women. I've worked with, I've worked with men. I've had positive and negative experiences with with both. Um, but just in my experience, men tend to handle pressure a little bit better, or at least they like to bottle things up at, or, you know, become alcoholics. Just die at an early age of stress. Which is really stress. the compassionate response. Just die at an, early, up than... an early, at an early age of stress like a normal human being. Yeah, like be, have the courtesy of hiding your pain. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I read this, um, I read this, uh, uh, like, article recently that was kind of debunking the whole idea that if all like world leaders were women that um there'd be less war and that uh statistic historically like women leaders were actually more yeah. more uh, likely to wage war than than male leaders can you imagine hillary Cl hillary clinton run united states be awful I, <laughs> she was she was literally campaigning on like i want to go to war with russia yeah, yeah. and <clears throat> like I, I i don't i don't really get political or, or anything but um, my biggest political stance is I'm 100% anti-war. Yeah. And so I don't like anyone who wants to start a war at all. And imagine, like, all the world leaders are women and they all, all their times of the month sync up well, and just nuclear, people nuclear war. People say that that's, like, the reason they don't want a female president is, like, they, they get in that time of the month and then start a war. But, like, most of them are postmenopausal. So it would be the menopausal hysteria that would lead to nuclear winter. Well, I mean, but, po but, that's, <laughs> but that's during menopause. Like, postmenopause, you don't... Postmenopause, Post they stabled out. Hill Dog is a very stable genius. She's a stable genius. Mm -hmm. See, uh, I, I just uh, I wasn't used to this take because during COVID, especially, I saw a lot of people on you know back when I still used Facebook saying stuff about like this is why we need women in charge, and it's just weird to hear a celebrity of any style. You know, it just feels like the normal take from a female celebrity would be like, oh yeah. Women, Women definitely loved the soft authoritarianism of COVID. Yep. That was their favorite part of it. I, although I did see like hysterical men going around harassing people about masking and stuff yeah. like that too. So, which is almost more embarrassing. If you're That's a guy like a very effeminate that. trait. If you're if you're a guy doing <laughs> telling that, someone to put a mask even on, more, you're even more. If you're a guy, you need to be chill. Yeah. Like if you're hysterical as a dude, like I can't take you seriously. You see that video of the the mask police dude? walking around and following a, some mom in a Target yelling yeah. at her. <laughs> yeah. like, there, there were a lot of videos like that. There was a couple of them that happened to me where it's like, I'm at the other end of a store and a person in a mask, literally like I watched them close the gap between me and them to come and yell at me about me not wearing a mask. And I'm like, you're yeah. putting, like if, if what you're saying is true, you're putting yourself in danger by coming like, up you're not socially that. distancing yes exactly. back away <laughs> no I, I actually i use that the first the during the beginning of covid i was going out and i was taking advantage of all the places i could skate by myself that would normally not be possible because of either businesses being open mm -hmm. being government buildings and a couple of times like uh, a cop would drive by most of them just kept going but a couple of times one stopped i'm like <coughs> hold on. what and then like they're like ah, uh, and then they stayed very very far back. <laughs> there's a there's a short film you guys should watch that was made by uh, Andy Ruse. So he used to be a part of a Million Dollar Extreme. Like he directed uh, the first season of World Peace, and it's he shot it in L.A. during COVID, and it's about this photographer. And this photographer is going around taking like portraits of people, on, you know, in COVID lockdown. Yeah. So he goes to this house in L.A. and they come out, and he's like, I just want to take photos with you. 
uh, showing the COVID lockdown and they're all in like total like hazmat suits, but he gets them to take off like all their stuff and he starts like coughing on them and then goes inside their house. It's really funny. It's like a really kind of awkward sort of. A short of, film or is it like a, a short, documentary? No, it's a, it's a short film. Okay. It's really, it's really funny. He starts like dying coughing and then he's like, wait, I just got to go inside and get a drink. And they're like, you're going inside our house. And then they're like basically left out of their house and they don't even dare to go inside. It's really a, it's a really good one. Well, Mizzy's continuing that tradition. Then. Yes, he is. Uh, there was another. There was another movie shot during COVID. What was the one? The with bubble. The, no, the bubble too. But the one. It, it's on HBO Max. Uh, who was it that played um, Lisa Bonet's daughter, Jason Momoa's stepdaughter? I'm not sure. Chaps. Yeah, I'm. I'm having one of those days. That's. That's fine. Uh, but the whole thing was shot during COVID. It's basically just a girl in her apartment. The whole thing. Wasn't it? Wasn't it like a Kim, girl? Let's call it Kimmy or something like that. Oh, Kimmy. Yeah, that's by uh, Steven Soderbergh. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that was I, I was trying I was looking up did I spell it wrong I was like trying to figure out how to, to oh no K-I-M-I. Yeah, so, yeah I, I was putting two there were, there were a few of those COVID movies yeah. I, I wasn't really interested in them because like when I watch a movie I don't want to be reminded of COVID yeah no the, one of my biggest problems was like all the TV shows were implementing COVID into the shows and I'm like nope you're, you immediately denote space and time by doing that with the Lucky Land Slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't, I'm not a fan. Oh, yeah. Someone says it's yep. <laughs> Zoe Kravitz. It's yes, Lenny thank Kravitz's. you. Lenny Kravitz's daughter. But yeah, yeah Lisa Bonet's daughter. Um, yeah, I just, it's one of those days. On, on the average day, I can pick the names up like this. Today's clearly not going to be one of those days. But yeah, women, women would not necessarily be better world leaders, she says. And that's, that says something considering the narrative today is that men are inherently evil. So, you know. We are. I'm evil. Uh, can you tell everybody how? What, what makes you more evil than the average person? I want I was, to know. I was born with original sin. The original sin of being a man. No, just original sin. She says. Uh, I have. I have. I have a uh, bloodlust that cannot be quenched. Uh, there is no Kino Corner. There's only a. Uh, uh, there's only an. Uh, only Zool. No, there's no Kino Corner. It's, it's an abstraction. I don't actually exist. Hey, Mary, do you like Huey Lewis in the news? You know, their early work was a little too new wave for my taste. Tell me more about that. But I think that. they really came into their own, commercially and artistically, with the release of sports in 83. The, the rest of the quote, she says, I'm going back here. She says, the entire range of human behavior should be accessible to women because women are simply humans. It's weird that it's 2023 and we have to have this discussion. Guys, it's current year plus eight. Yes. They explain that. Oh, explain current year yeah. plus eight. Uh, so John Oliver in 2015 uh, would say... It's 2015. Oh, and then, yeah. And then, wow. Like, don't, don't remind me. It's been eight years since then. Yeah, so it's current year plus eight. We're huh. still doing this. There's a $20 one right there from Corey Anderson, Mary. <laughs> he said, Mary, in your best Phil Labonte voice, yell fart. Brett, clip that and add it to the crisis party sound clips. I'm not even capable of doing that you, if I wanted to. You wouldn't and I don't be able to, to do a, so. a Phil Labonte voice, but I could, I could clip the... I'm not a professional screamer. Yeah, you're, you're not a rock star. Not a, least, I'm not a I'm not a hecking rock star like Phil Labonte, so I, I I wouldn't have the capability to do that. Sorry. Maybe someday. 
<laughs> so, uh, so who should run the world then? If Sorry. not, if not men, not women, then who? Droids. They them. They thems. Is that what we put in charge? Yeah, we need our first non-binary dictator. Did you see the North Face ad? I, I did. I, I, I was so behind on that it, one. The drag queen is named Patty Gonia. <laughs> it seems like a, cro- a, a conflict of interest. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Why, why wouldn't they do? Yes, you, you look like you find it very, very cool. Uh, like, why, why wouldn't Patag- Patagonia hire? I guess it was to make fun of Patagonia. Have you ever seen the, the Patagonia ad where they throw, I, I think I've talked about this on here before, where the, the two parents throw the baby across the canyon? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a thing. kind of wild. Where, uh, like, it was just, it was like, it, Mary, it was the 90s. It was literally the 90s where it's just, in fact, I'm going to see if I can Outdoorsmen find. don't wear Patagonia. It's always the, it's, it's people who live in Austin. <laughs> can you confirm? <laughs> it's like tech bros that live Dude, in Austin that wear Patagonia. Uh, people in Austin just, Dress like slobs. I don't know what you're talking about. Like nobody dresses up. <laughs> there it is. Oh yeah. They just that uh, baby's oh, just flying. That's the Photoshop. Where's the? There's now I need where, the real where, one. What am I supposed to click on? Because I'm not seeing oh, any article. It, the it's, monitor um, behind you. Behind you. Is. You can see it right there. Oh. The, okay. the, so yeah. basically, she just throws a baby across the canyon, and and the baby looks like it's rocketing to the. <laughs> Well, you know, what kid could go, lived. What could so. go wrong? Yeah. Well, they did an interview. They're like, he was like that kid 15 years later. Imagine mm-hmm. being that kid and just being like, what the hell did my parents? It's like, at least I didn't go to Hollywood and turn into like some type of sacrifice for a bunch of pedophilic cultists. But I did get thrown across a bunch of rocks by the Teletubby sun baby. Yeah. Yeah. Like if thing. you don't survive it, you weren't fit to live. There you go. It's, that's a hot take. All right. We're moving on, guys. Uh, Disney. We're, this is a preface before we get into everything with Disney and the Little Mermaid. So it had the worst opening possible in China. It made like 13 grand. Oh. <laughs> it made like no money. Uh, it says, well, it hasn't been very long since it's But they said the pre, there was only like $4,000 in presale tickets in China. Okay. So it made like no money whatsoever. Because Chinese yeah. people hate black people. That's what they're saying. It says China China says Disney casting a black Little Mermaid is lazy and irresponsible. That's This is the article saying mm. it, not, not us. So it says... Uh, the state-run Global Times newspaper slammed Disney on Thursday for its lazy and irresponsible live-action remakes. I mean, I might agree with them about the about the lazy part. Uh, irresponsible. Claiming the <laughs> claiming the casting black actress Halle Bailey at the, as the title character was motivated by political correctness and alienating Chinese viewers. Uh, now that's a little bit narcissistic to think that they were doing it specifically to alienate you. Yeah, no, but Rob Marshall, the director, he recently did an interview talking about their casting process, and he was like, we were just looking at all different ethnicities and backgrounds, and we didn't care. We just wanted the best Ariel, and I think that the decision to look for people of any ethnicity in itself is politically motivated anyway, uh, because... Uh, why is like what happened to the president that you would look for somebody that looks like the character? Yeah. Then, are you telling me that the left has gone insane? Are you telling me that the you left said it, not me. You the said left it, not has me. gone too far. Oh, are you way, telling Hollywood me that Hollywood is so freaking woke. woke, guys? I fixed the, I fixed the crisis meter, by the way, guys. It was it was not responding to to previous behavior. So if you do want to uh, oh. get those crisis parties going, that's that's there. It was not responding earlier. All right, guys, let's get into it. So we went last night. 
we went and saw the Little Mermaid. We went to the to the theater out here. It was uh, packed with kids. Would you say? Like, did you? you did you there feel were a like lot of families? like there were little girls dressed as as mermaids. And there stuff. was also a creepy mermaid person <laughs> right at the end at the entrance of the film, like uh, standing there waiting to take pictures with people, and she like waved at us. Yeah, why like, didn't you get a picture? Uh, I'm not doing that. No. Oh, I wanted to get a picture. Why, why didn't, didn't you? you get a picture? I, I would have taken one for you. I know. I totally forgot when we were like leaving. <laughs> I think she left before we. She did. she did leave. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't there anymore. Because if she was still there, I would have definitely gotten like the most awkward photo I could possibly. Just hover hand her. <laughs> no, I would I would have hover handed her. Mm -hmm. I, w I was even thinking about it while we were watching the movie. I was like, hmm, how can I make this photo <laughs> as awkward as possible? But she wasn't there when we left, and I was Damn. really I was really disappointed because honestly, like did that would have shell bra i don't know if she had the shell bra she was just wearing like straight up a just a an underwear bra like yeah. no <laughs> it wasn't shell bra it was just okay so guys we went and saw the little mermaid last night uh i want to ask you guys first initial thoughts mary i mean it was just as you know sanitized of a forgettable and serviceable yeah. i mean it was inoffensive and i think it's it what was i expected great. it to be I thought it was great. You know what? All the little kids were having such a good time. I was yeah. singing along. I was just shouting my shout my head off. They singing almost along kicked to all you the, out. They <laughs> almost kicked me out. They, you know, I came I came in there screaming. They had to drag me out at the end credits, and I was like, I want more. I think so. Says Lydia's in the chat right now. She, they, she, oh really? I was in the group chat earlier and said, uh, she, yep. She says hi, happy, happy Friday. And she said, no. like, when does the Little Mermaid come out? And we're like, we we went and and saw it last night. And mm -hmm. you know, uh, my biggest, the biggest positive that I can give the movie is that I think the the movie was at its strongest when Ariel was above water but couldn't talk. Meaning that the actress Halle yes. Bailey has very very big expressive beautiful eyes that she used wonderfully in these scenes by having she, without the ability to talk she had to emote very heavily yeah and i thought she did that fine it's funny how the moral of the story is that you shouldn't give up your voice for a man but it shows that he fell in love with her because she couldn't talk and she was like expressive in other ways he's like so thank gosh it's openly like actually endorsing what she did it's open it's endorsing her like gamble that she yeah. took now when like when they break up one day she, he seems like man i wish you just go back to how you were when we met she's like what not talking he's like yes <laughs> <laughs> and he he was really enjoying like mansplaining to her about all of his travels no. and he's like this is a boat he was like, he was even like autistically explaining maps to her, like yeah. showing her maps and she was like really into it. Yeah. I think that was the, the best part of the movie. As somebody who's more of like a, who's into actual art. Yeah. Uh, could you give this movie any praise? You know, like, it, like with all the other Disney live action adaptations, it like does the job of being fairly serviceable for what it is. At this point, you know, I, I don't watch these yeah. Disney movies typically, like, or I don't watch them. I don't pay to watch them. Um, but, uh, you know, it's like they know how to make this corporate product that they're like, oh, we're going to retread all this old ground. People love The Little Mermaid. People love The Lion King. They love Aladdin. Those movies were critically praised. They were huge box office hits. And, you know, it's just, uh, uh, I mean, it's, I, I'm not going to say that it's, uh, low effort because obviously a lot of effort went into this but 
it's for something that people are going to forget about once it's out of theaters. I mean, I, I like I know a lot of people that didn't even know it was coming out this weekend. I didn't even know it was coming out this weekend. Yeah. I, f- I completely forgot. And and then when I was talking to, to Mary, I, I was like, oh, what are we going to talk about on Friday? And then I was just, go, you know, I was like, "Oh, what? What's the new movie coming out this week?" I'm like, "Oh, The Little Mermaid is coming out this yeah. week." I totally forgot about that, and it's it's serviceable for what it is. It's retreading old grounds. All the best songs are the songs from the original Little Mermaid. I do and they not clash re- heavily. They, there's a the tone. I thought that they added like one new one. The the Aquafina, right? The worst. The, the Lin Manuel Miranda one is the. <laughs> that was the worst thing. The scuttlebutt I, I, thing that Aquafina. I hit. I legit almost walked out during <laughs> during <laughs> that. I could not handle. I I don't like Lin Manuel Miranda's uh, songs and lyrics at uh, y- you know that and they've been really heavily pushing him in Disney. I don't like this in the, the songs that he's been doing for these Disney. But how stuff. do you feel about Hamilton on stage? That's the real question. I never saw Hamilton on stage. Uh, they did a uh, um. I think they filmed it. <coughs> Sorry, my allergies are just so killing me. The today. only thing I've ever seen him in is he played uh, he played like a mental patient in an episode in a couple of episodes of House when House is in rehab. He, he barely had to act for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but I refuse to watch it. Uh, not not because it's it's Hamilton, uh, but because I refuse to watch any kind of theater filmed because I feel like that's just anti art. Hmm. It's like you didn't, theater... see, you didn't see Les Mis. Well, I mean, but that was shot as a movie. Yeah. But like even then, I don't really like play like movies that feel like plays. Lay Miz though, um, you know he he did make it cinematic. But like an example is like last year, I really did not like uh, the whale because it really just feels like you're watching a stage play the whole yeah. time. Oh. Not to mention all the other problems I had with that film. But um, I, I refused to watch Hamilton. I was like, no, theater is about being there in a live experience. It's not about it's a watching completely it. different art form when you really get down to it. Like the art of projecting your voice, the art. It's just, it's not, they don't necessarily translate the same. Uh, decoy voice. They're not making these movies for critics because critics are not liking them. In fact, let's, let's yeah. talk about that. Like, so right now this, this is a very interesting thing to point out that it is sitting at 68% on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics, but 95% from the audience. So, but it's you know, still early the critics score is it's, going down it's, and it's dropped one point since then to they 94%. Call it, one called it a soulless cash grab, utterly devoid of any hint of charm or visual whimsy. It is. It, the, it's really okay. So actually, I'm going to point this out. The the scenes that are above water are beautifully shot and and at the very least are colorful and they catch your eye. And then the everything below water is drab, dreary, and hard to see what's and going on. None of on. it was as drab or dreary or awkward as yeah. the promotional clips and the promotional yeah. photos made it seem. Yeah. So that made me think they were just like fishing for hate before it came out. But. There was a couple, did you notice there was a, a shot at the end, like close to the end where they're underwater and it's pretty deep blue. It's like, it's a light blue, but it's, it's not as, it's not as darkly color graded as the rest of the stuff underwater. I, I'm assuming yeah. it's to denote that the deeper you go down the ocean, the darker it gets, but I don't think they needed to do that. I think they could have used the lighter color tone underwater and made it more interesting to look at. Well, you know, the other problem is right, is trying to make all these things look realistic yeah. They call it a live action adaptation when like a lot of it is uh, is animated, just like they called the Lion King thing. Fo- live it's photo action. realistic. But it takes away all the expressiveness that existed in yep. the animation. So like when they're doing the whole under the, the eyes sea. are the eyes ruin everything. In under movies. the yeah, sea. Yeah. Under the sea. It's just he's 
he's not expressive at all because it's just a crab moving his mouth. But honestly, I thought that Sebastian Sebastian's voice the, acting was the yeah. the best part of the movie, or almost like the best part of the movie. And but Flounder, that was weird. Like live action Flounder with the soulless fish eyes. Yeah, live action that Flounder one. was worse than Sebastian. Sebastian was cool though. I felt like, like they could have even exaggerated his. Uh, they could have hate. at least at least exaggerated uh, his eyes a little bit. I just hate Aquafina and her voice. I didn't so. even know who that was. I didn't even know that was Aquafina. It was, yeah. Yeah, I recognized <laughs> I recognized the voice. Yeah, yep. um, not a fan. I thought the guy who played Eric was a, was kind of dra drab and dry and boring, but he was fine, ser they, serviceable. The way they were marketing it was like this is different from the original because Ariel just goes through this whole like process of like self discovery and self actualization, and it, none of it has anything to do with Eric. And it was completely Not like true. there was no. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was I just mean, a love story. That's I all mean, it was. It's, just, it's the same story with more bloat like as the original little mermaid and it's like you I, you know i just think if you're gonna do a remake just make it totally different uh why would i watch a two and a half hour long version of a movie when there's a more expressive uh more like obviously passionate film that's also only 83 minutes long yeah um i would just rather watch I, like in all these cases i would just rather watch the original i mean those original like those disney movies from that time were actually actually pretty you know we're actually uh pretty good uh and they're remaking them in such a sh like not that long after they released like they came out when i was alive yeah so mm -hmm. yep. you know uh for me i thought eric did fine but was not it's not in any way a memorable performance javier bardem is kind of w wasted in this movie um, he's like the Casanova or the Don Juan, you know. He's got like, kids of all sizes. He went. He went yeah, across all the seven seas. He went across. He the, sampled the everything seas. the oceans yeah. had to offer, and and has a kid from each of them. Apparently, also it is this movie is a corporate product in that it is shamelessly a college brochure at every turn. <laughs> college students of every uh, age demographic and racial demographic show up in this movie in the most unrealistic. And we were talking about this last night, right? About the. It will kids who watch this will then be led down the wrong path of thinking that this was this like the first thing I thought of when when a, when a girl shows up in a net and gets brought to a castle yeah. they don't put her in a they don't put her in high heels and and give her anything she wants. That's why I thought that they knew she was the girl that saved yeah. Eric at first. I thought that they just put the pieces together. But and Eric's just kind of an f boy. He's just like, still go look for her. Eric gonna... is still looking for the girl that saved yeah. him. No. And he's like two timing her. It's not very nice of Eric. It's not very nice of Eric at all. Uh, the music was fine, fine, whatever. Very, in my opinion, like I said, everything about this movie felt kind of empty. She and has a good voice. She does. And I, like I said, I think she was the best part of a bad movie, meaning that those specific scenes that I'm talking about, everything of them during their courtship, even the funny thing is, I'm so programmed to expect feminism. When he's like <laughs> rowing the boat, I'm like, He's gonna, she's going to want to row the boat. She's going to want to row the boat. I'm like, no, no. They actually let him row the boat. She drove the carriage, though. She did. Oh, yes, of course. She, 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 but she was almost a bad driver. She, she, well, you know, they had to stay accurate. Like, mm -hmm. she's, she's a bad driver. <laughs> she's a woman. It's like, so she, really, this is a misogynist to, movie. Did she try to parallel it. park that horse? I have no idea. She probably can't. That, that would be my guess. Uh, also, the, um, the, the hair just looked off at certain points. The, the animation on the hair just didn't look right to me. Like, and I think me and you also talked about this last night. Look. If you're going to make movies underwater, 
you have to ask yourself whether you're going to be able to stand up to Avatar 2. And if you can't, maybe you should film as much above water as possible. My, yeah, <laughs> the Avatar 2, it's so funny that it came out like right after Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, because those underwater scenes were absolutely terrible. Yeah. yeah. And then it's just, and, and the thing is, is that James Cameron was filming underwater. And so it actually, it looks really good. I mean, say what you want to, about the movie i mean i really liked it but i you know, enjoyed it i um, thought it was fun I mean, it was a little long for me but i still but, liked it but you know uh in here it's so obvious that they weren't shooting underwater because it looked like they had like cgi hair yeah and it, everything just looked really uncanny to me and i couldn't get past the uncanniness also i want to shout out Al anonymous in the chat we're spanning time we're spanning time guys we're here we're spanning time uh that's no a, no shell bra yeah, they got rid of the shell bra that, <laughs> that would be, the original that would, Ariel wore. That would be misogynistic, I Well, guess. they didn't say it was because of, like, sexualization. They just said that it's hard to, like, keep, like, hold, hold someone's actual boobs yeah. in a shell bra, which I get. But yeah. if everything else is fake about the movie, why not those? If there was one thing that you think would have fixed the movie, what would you have done? Like, like, obviously, that's a larger question. But if, like, there's one thing that would have taken it up us at least one level, what would it have been? If it wasn't made. Yeah. I here I was thinking you were gonna be going out to bat for this movie though. <laughs> I, I was I was considering it just to kind of rile up people in the chat, but uh, I, I You couldn't hide your disgust. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I, I left they, they can easily go to my letterbox and see that I hated it. So I, I left ambivalent. I was like, it's a Disney product. It, it I is, didn't expect anything more or less. It is the the quintessential it was not made for me. I'm, the I'm, kids, that's the thing. The kids watching it don't register Uncanny Valley the way that adults can. And that's why kids often like entertainment that looks actually really creepy to adults yeah. like Teletubbies. The, they, they don't notice things like that. Yeah. Um, and the kids seem to enjoy the movie. They're, it got like a mini standing ovation from a couple of kids really? that quickly died out. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, but it did. You know, what did they, you guys think of Melissa McCarthy as a villain? Oh, some, somebody's saying Lucius the Eternal. More nudity. Yes. More nudity. I, That's what it needed. I actually All thought, of her sisters needed to be topless, to be true to the mermaids, okay? Um, you know, I was, like, I was like, this is not realistic. This is not realistic. And that's what I go bit. to my Disney movies for, for realism. Mm -hmm. That's what I go to my Disney movies for. I thought Melissa McCarthy was like, uh, she was on the verge of a good performance that just got drowned out by just not enough... That scene of her shimmying her boobs, though, I almost threw horrifying. Up. I almost threw up. <laughs> I was like, I think I said, they, they, I said something to you. I'm like, oh god. They're <laughs> like, who is the most horrifying looking person we can pick for this role? Did you know Lizzo was up for that role? And like, really? she, she campaigned for that role. And then oh, I guess, and, and then here, here, like, like a good ally. Like, I guess her and her and <laughs> Melissa McCarthy talked about this later, and she talked to Melissa McCarthy about how she, she like campaigned for the role talked about how she gave her her um audition all this stuff and melissa mccarthy goes my goodness why didn't they cast you well or an actual drag queen yeah they could they could have done that my buddy my buddy's in the chat cobra malibu unlimited shout out to cobra he makes my uh animations for my videos he says the only ariel i want is Ariel Pink. Very true. Well, Very that, true. Why, would, why didn't he get a cameo? Ariel Pink has been here. That was, uh, that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I was at Ariel Pink's house when he was here, and I didn't hear the end of it. Want to give us the inside scoop? 
<laughs> oh, well, you know, I mean, you you know, he's to. a nice guy. You know, he he felt very bad. Oh, yeah, he seems like a nice guy. He, he just felt very bad about it. Nothing malicious about it. Remember what it? we were saying earlier about, like, how literally, like, you can't give the list of things you can't say on air, because then if you do, like... <laughs> yeah, he's just immediately going to scream <laughs> slurs it just when the becomes, cameras go. It becomes a bit Tourette's-ish, and you're like, this is it! Also, also, you know, <laughs> Ariel's known for saying very edgy stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's why he and I are friends. But he was being sarcastic. He was being sarcastic. Context I won't repeat. Doesn't Context doesn't matter. The clip's out there if you're interested. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, everyone go check out Cobra Malibu Unlimited. He does video editing, animations. Go check him out, guys. And I do want to say, guys, look, if you've got kids and, and they want to go see The Little Mermaid, I don't think there's anything wrong with bringing your kids to go see this movie. I certainly don't think it's the feminist messaging that no, they tried to sell. No, it's wrong because it's woke. Because it's woke. And I don't think it was inherently woke. And I it's anti-white. It was just a movie. It was just a, no. a corporate-made There really movie. wasn't anything overtly woke no. or like feminist about it. No, it the was marketing so, was horrible, though. Well, you know, that's what I mean. That's just what they do, right? They they might put a little woke stuff in there or whatever, uh, but at the end of the day, they they do want to make money. They they don't want to like. Then they need to hire all. They need to fire all their marketing departments for the last ten years. And oh, mar people. just marketing in general, advertising in yeah. general. You can talk to my friend uh, Isaac. He uh, does a lot of. Uh, he's a Substack guy, but he's a marketing guy, and he's had so many like great articles just on. Um, how marketing has really declined in quality. You know, in I don't Hollywood I don't, in, general, uh, just uh, in general, just in general, okay. uh, you know, I, I use ad blockers and everything. So I like never see ads, but I was visiting my parents over Christmas and I don't have cable either. And I was watching cable and I was seeing the commercials. And I was thinking, how do these commercials make you want to buy anything? Like these commercials make me not like they make me want to stay away from these products like the commercials it's not that it's like woke or anything it's that they're so dumb they're like kind of self-referential uh like breaking the fourth wall i think my favorite ads i, I reposted oh they got a 20 dollar one right there from Fre Ooh, that, that's not an account that's not a from super chat fresh meat 999 that's not we've a gotten some from fresh meat before well hello it's fresh meat idea for episode 400 mary has to wear a fursuit for goth mary thoughts that that might be a super uh, a crisis party request about that yeah um, we'll need like a hundred crisis parties i think my fa like <laughs> if what, you I, even have a hope of convincing me i do love old ads like my, my one of my favorites recently it's this old ad from like I don't know how old you are, but like we're talking like when I was a kid, right? And it was for Mentos. And it's this ad where this kid's getting ready. He's like, he's got his suit on. It's like kind of a little bit oversized. I don't know if it was just because it was the style of the time or if it's supposed to be like he's going to his first big job interview or big job. So he looks like an adult now. And he sits down on this bench and the bench has just been freshly painted. So he's got like white stripes on him now. And then like he pops a Mentos and then like just put stripes on the rest of the suit so it looks like a pinstripe suit as the song plays and then he turns to the guy painting the bench and like goes like this with the mentos slip as this just jingle plays over at that anybody watching right now who's my age or older knows the mentos, mentos theme song yes like and they're all singing it in their heads i only right now. know it because of clueless they, and that's what half the chat in the in the instagram post that i was looking at where they were yeah. talking about it that's what they were saying like half the people were like I can't remember what I had for lunch today, but I remembered every word of this jingle. <laughs> um, and then the other half were like, I just love the movie Clueless. Yeah, but marketing now is like either self-referential humor or they hire some TikToker who yeah. makes some PR disaster like the Biore ad. I would say this. If you have kids, because people are like, oh, bad recommendation. I agree. Don't, say, don't take your kids to see this movie. Like, don't take, like, for one, 
why would you take your kids to see a movie that's two and a half hours long? If they want, the it's two hours and fifteen minutes. So it, well, yeah. it felt like it felt like three hours. If you if um, you if your kids want to go see it, I say you take them to go see. No, it. No, no, no. You have to be a parent. You say <laughs> no, no. Uh, show them crush some, their dreams. Show them something from like Studio Ghibli. I don't <laughs> it, know. Show show them. Is like, it something Evil good. Dead Rise out? Go take them to Evil Dead Rise. You don't yeah. have to take them to the theater. Yep. Uh, there's a twenty dollar one right there, Mary. From Joe, from Joe Schmo 32 Electric Boogaloo he said there was absolutely nothing controversial or even good about this movie so they drummed up fake racial drama to promo this movie yeah I, I mean every single interviewer Holly Bailey the, was like how do you feel about all the hate you're getting for being black yeah. how do you feel about your dreadlocks in the movie how do you feel about here's the thing though. all the black the little black babies watching videos of you and crying here's the thing though we've degraded like the expectation of good so far you don't need to make a really good movie to get people to go out and see it. They could have sold this on its mediocrity alone. Because it's is Disney, a Disney and, product. and people just go, exactly. this is Disney. They did not have to go down this route. They Got could it. have sold this on the mediocrity. I'm not saying it's the right thing. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm saying they I mean, could have. We must consume. Exactly. Sell it as, as a love story because that's exactly what it was. It yep. was nothing... Like about self-discovery or self-empowerment or anymore. whatever. You can't sell a love story anymore because that's a man and you can't fall in love with a man so you anymore. Can, you can sell I can fall a, in love like, with a man. You can't tell me what to do. You can sell like a feminist empowerment story but not actually make one. Yeah. I was actually shocked at how much of a romance of how much of a more romantic it tale was it actually was. That. It's all it was. There was like, nothing like renovated about it. It was very... It was, no, it's just a movie with ad, added fluff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and that's why I say it. Like, it's it's pointless. You know, the Lion King, Aladdin, uh, the Jungle Book. I laughed at the Lion when, when he falls it's, off the cliff. I, it's I laughed. all just pointless. Yeah. And you know, but they it's Dumbo. It, <laughs> I forgot about Dumbo. I Everyone actually, did. It only made like forty five million dollars. I actually forgot about Aladdin until either you guys brought it up or somebody in the chat brought it up. I I I don't even know about it. Like, I don't watch these movies. They're not you know, made to be memorable or. Culture. Well, they're made to Kino's relevant. Be, Kino's too good for them. That's what. It yeah, is. you're just too good for Disney. I just have taste. You're above yes. that. Yes. <laughs> All watch, right. I watch good movies. Okay. Oh. If I'm gonna watch an animated film, it's gonna be, it's gonna be. Uh, if I'm gonna watch an animated film and I don't know what to put on, I usually just put on The Wind Rises. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. All right, Mary. We got some super chats there. James Ornthal Wen said, "May May is Historia Rice of Beanie Media Universe." I don't like this nickname <laughs> that you've come up with for me. Please never use that. Historia Rice? From, um, is that a, an Attack on Titan mm -hmm. character? Well, they have to get 12 crisis parties if they want you to watch Attack on Titan. It's so. not going to happen. Nope. Lucius the Eternal said TV so bad these days, return to Buffy. Yeah, they, they could easily make Buffy the Vampire Slayer again. Not. They could never make Buffy the Vampire Slayer again. But I will say, whoever was in the chat earlier this week who said... The, the who said that the Veronica Mars R word story gets crazy was right. You were right, my friend. That that end of season one was ridiculous, and I loved every second of it. And I'm enjoying season two. And it's it's very weird seeing Tessa Thompson play a character where she's just an annoying twat because it's very reminiscent of her actual personality. So it seems like she leans into it really really well. Um, she plays she plays like this valley girl like high school like she's like the daughter of some rich athlete or something like that and she's just a jerk she's leading this guy on and it's uh seems right up her alley she seems very good at it so we've got another one from Timothy today <laughs> he said 
I didn't. Know. I didn't even have to bring it up. Can my <laughs> my own fans come in here and they bring it up. You mentioned his name in reference to high art. I haven't seen it and don't think I should. Convince me to watch or not Pasolini's Salo or the 120 Days in Sodom. Of Sodom. Uh, just watch my video he on said it. In Sodom. Yeah, I, I'm not going to tell you you have to watch it. That movie is not for everybody. Uh, so don't watch it if you don't want to. Do you like anything lowbrow? Uh, yeah, I happen to love this movie called Freddy Got Fingered. <laughs> <laughs> that what's movie. He, what's he doing these days? Tom Green. Yeah, what's he doing uh, these days? I don't really know. I see him posting on on yeah. Twitter. Uh, yeah, so I don't really know. I happen to. Only four percent of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means one hundred percent of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit I like a lot of lowbrow stuff. You know, I, I really like Dumb and Dumber. I love original Dumb and Dumber's Club. Yeah, I, I love this that, movie. That called, was an era, like yeah. that was an era where those films. It seemed like they pumped them out on the like. Maybe it's like a distortion of time, right? The, as the the longer you live, it feels like uh, they were coming out one after the other. But they kind of were. Like when you really think the about the mask and Dumb and Dumber, I think came it, out like in the same yeah, year. The mask or, is incredible. Or an Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Like he, he, he liar liar Ace Ventura. Like like there was a. Although was, you know what, I tried to rewatch Liar Liar on the plane yeah. a few days ago does not hold up um i was the mask does the The mask mask absolutely the mask does but you know what's better than the mask is son of the mask that no it is not (laughs) that is cap ladies and gentlemen (laughs) that is that is absolutely cap i will say though that the (laughs) actor who plays the bad guy in the mask age did not do that dude any fate like that dude looks like he lived a hard life after that movie he plays uh he plays the very first bad guy that raylan givens shoots in the show justified and the dude looks like he's aged four lifetimes since the mask came out it's only like 10 years uh it's like 15 years yeah and as far as lowbar would you consider million dollar extreme Lowbrow? And I think I lowbrow is just like, uh, and like Hollywood, we consider Hollywood now in many cases <laughs> lowbrow. Like blockbuster the, films are also in yeah. that category. And I, I mean, love there's them. plenty, there's plenty of stuff I like, you know, like sometimes, like obviously I, I, I talk about, um, I talk about maybe higherbrow movies on my channel, but like, I'm not always in the mood to watch yeah. a higherbrow movie. I have You're to be You're going to watch like, Barbie. Oh, I'm wearing my drive jacket to Barbie. Let's go. Yeah. Like. You know, but sometimes I want to put on something, something that I don't have to really think about, like, especially after a long day of editing for my, editing for my channel, editing for my work. We've got one from Raph. It said, for the class crisis party. Also, how many crisis parties for Brett to get into the Warhammer 40k franchise? Uh, I wouldn't be able to do it any justice because I don't have the time of day these days, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, if you want to make a suggestion for the amount of crisis parties for like something like you asked Mary to do, like watch five episodes of something, I'm I'm open to it. But... Oh, I think we missed a super chat. Somebody said, isn't Ghibli stuff pretty heavy on uh, the we, up we, factor? We do the, well, we would get to that one later. We do the oh. $20 ones. We do the $20 oh, ones okay. first. Okay. But Let's, if you want to uh, respond to that yeah. one oh, now, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I'll respond to that Mott. one now. No, not really. Like, they're, they're not, I mean, they're made for, like, Miyazaki makes them for kids. Um, I've just heard that, like, Spirited Away is boring from a lot of people. and It's not boring. Let's talk about you for a, a couple of minutes. Tell everybody what it is that you do, my friend. Uh, what is it that I do? <laughs> I don't even know. 
I do a lot of things. Uh, so you, you know, tell I'm, everyone about the channel. Tell everyone that's so, here about the channel. <laughs> yeah. So I'm the keynote corner on on YouTube. I talk about movies. I talk about uh, crisis <laughs> part. Horrible, horrible timing on my part. Sorry. <laughs> hold, hold on. Wait, wait for Ian. Wait for Ian. Give Ian a break. Party. Party. All you gotta do is party. It's like, it's like Ian is designed to just interrupt people when something important is about to be said. Sorry about that. Yeah. Go on. Oh, no worries. Uh, so I talk about a bunch of movies. I do a lot of movie recommendations, deep dives. So uh, two of my biggest channels that was... Um, that was that are like deep dives is one that's like what I call literally me films. So that's like uh, Drive, uh, Taxi Driver, the Vincent Gallo movies like Buffalo '66, Brown Bunny, uh, uh, American Psycho, uh, Fight Club. You know those those kinds of things. I I kind of and then my other one is Shocking Cinema, and that really just kind of came about because I would see all these videos on YouTube of like people reacting to these like oh these horrific films, right? And I thought this is such a childish uh, take on yeah. all these movies and these movies are art and like, I want to talk about it like and how an adult would talk about it, not like infantilize all of this. Um, and then my other videos. So I'm doing a couple videos next month. Um, I'm doing three videos. I'm doing one on the films of Moss Miggleson, uh, one of my favorite actors, uh, another round and bleeder and the pusher films and Valhalla rising and, um, and then I'm doing a few that are about like summer movies and movies to watch on Father's Day. So I'll be like talking about like Bullet and uh, the Life and Times of Judge Roy being a really great John Huston film that was uh, written by uh, John Milius. Um, and uh, yeah, so I just I just talk about movies, but I also work at a tech company that is a friend of the channel, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that we work on. Uh, software that is uh uh that is basically uh, anti-censorship or it's like giving power back to the people uh and you know software that's not going to spy on people software that's going to make censorship harder software that's going to you know do all sorts of things i i run their uh I, i'm kind of like their media their in-house media guy and the company is called fudo uh if you guys can see it and um we're also an incubator space and uh right now we are taking applications for our summer fellowship program but we're also going to be releasing a lot of really cool apps this year so i hope that some of our engineers or something can come back out to tell people about it when we have those ready um you're not yeah. ready to like talk about any of those in particular right now uh, well, one, yeah, I'm ready to talk about okay. one. Um, so one, we're calling it Gray J for now. That's like the product app. Uh, it's essentially a front end, front end uh, for watching creators across multiple platforms. So uh, YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And as we kind of get it to a good working state, hopefully we'll add in more, more sites so that uh, what we really want to do is change the, uh, change the kind of, perception of being a video creator online or being a, uh, a writer or any kind of, you know, creator online, you're not beholden to YouTube or to any like one siloed site, but people can follow you across everything. So say if like one gets taken down, they'll still be able to on the same app access you because, you know, like the reality is, it's like going between all these different apps is even though it's maybe only a couple clicks, people are lazy and you have to kind of figure out ways to, to get people to, um, you know, to, to see everything that they want to see. 
So you can't prevent censorship, but you can still mitigate the consequences of it for creators by doing that. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, so if another uh, video s site, you know, comes up and maybe they get kicked off of everything, uh, we can add that in. Um, mm -hmm. That's hard yeah. work, I bet, to, to try to get all that figured out, given all the sites included, right? Like, that's just a lot of platforms. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot of work. Yeah. And they've been working on this one for a while. Uh, but we got some really smart guys, some really cool guys um, working on it. And uh, we're hoping to launch the beta. I can, I can give you guys, uh, after the show, I can give you guys access to, um, to the, beta, the closed beta right now if you want to just play around with it. Um, but yeah, no, it, we're hoping to, to get it out later uh later this year probably in three to six months that's kind of our time frame and we'll be uh i'll be uploading a video where they kind of go more in depth on it they, they get nerdier like i'm a film guy you know i i do the i do i do the media stuff i'm not an engineer so i can't really talk about like the ins and outs of it but um in the next few weeks i'll be uploading a video onto the futo channel that's f-u-t-o uh, onto the Fudo channel where our engineers who are developing it go way more in depth and you can get a better idea, a better understanding of what it is. Cool. One right. question about your channel. Why do you call the Literally Me series? Literally, Literally Me? me? Oh, because it's like, so that's like a 4chan yeah. uh, TV yeah. meme where it's like, you see Ryan Gosling and you say, oh, he's he's literally me. Because uh, all those films you mentioned, they seem like what has been dubbed in Salkino. <laughs> I don't know if that's uh, derogatory, yeah. but... Uh, I, I mean, I don't care, <laughs> you know, whatever you can, you can call it whatever you want. Um, uh, it's about young men sort of, I, and that's what my video where I was, um, like my first video sort of on the literally me genre, I was trying to find like what the exact thread through all these movies are because like fight club, American psycho, taxi driver, Buffalo 66 falling down that you can kind of sense. Yeah. We were what, talking about falling down yesterday. Yeah. You can kind of sense what's like you can sense how these movies are connected, but it's actually a, a bit more abstract. Um, it's not like these are the same movies. They're all very different. And, um, but it really are movies that are dealing with the issues, especially of, of young men sort of in the modern era. And, and uh, um, not a lot of these movies are, are made anymore, which is kind of a shame. The first thing I thought of, we were watching a bunch of trailers yesterday, and it's like there's no stories being told for kids that were about boys. They were all the trailers had girl lead characters. Mm. Like there was boys that were secondary characters, but it was all stories about young women. And I was just like, don't young boys need some type of role model as well? Obviously, the stories we're ta you're talking about are, are not, not role necessarily model stories, role models, but I'm just but... saying like th th that's relevant too, right? Like who's telling their stories now? It, it's it's not good for these movies to have role models because if 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 the if the main character is is a role model, you're not going to be able to kind of dive the depths of like the the darkness that a lot of young men are facing you have to have a character who's as broken as the people watching it okay that makes sense all right all right shall we shall we move on yeah you, shall uh... we should we move on to to the absolutely insane story about evan rachel wood yeah and the yeah. and all the it's literally hard to explain how ridiculous <laughs> the story is so it says evan rachel wood gives up custody of son after alleged marilyn manson threats so what happened was she moved from Los Angeles to Nashville 
And then in Nashville, she, she's divorced from her, from her ex, right? And now she said she moved her husband, her, her child from L.A. to get him away from Marilyn Manson in L.A., but now she's giving up custody of her child back to her husband or her ex-husband because she doesn't want her kid in L.A.? Yeah, she's given almost full custody away of her son. <laughs> supposedly because she feels threatened yeah. in her legal case against Marilyn Manson, basically implying that Marilyn Manson is trying to like send out like it's the most threats to her kid's life. It's the most ridiculous, hyperbolic over the time. I'm picturing like Marilyn Manson, like in the music video for the beautiful people, like yeah. he's got his full makeup on and he's outside of the kid's school, like stalking yeah. the child. And that's just, no. It says sources just, no. say Evan is extremely afraid of putting her son in danger by living in Los Angeles. Evan is involved in a criminal investigation into alleged abuse at the hands of Marilyn Manson and believes she could be the victim of retaliation by him for working with investigators and testifying in the case. So he's a, he's a comic book villain now. He's, he's a mobster, basically. Yeah, she, she said that um, she's an alleged victim of torture, rape, pedophilic grooming by an intentionally known public figure. By the way, that's not the accurate use of... It wouldn't be pedophilic she even was, if it, she was like... An adult. First of all, she was an adult when this alleged incident happened. She was nineteen. But it, the the, the say, alleged the, incident is the the music. While video. they're filming a music video, yeah. they were simulating sex in the video, and then he just had sex with her yeah. um, in the video without, I guess, prior consent being given. 20 years ago 22 years ago or something yeah. like that says uh so uh, her ex-husband said whatever fears uh, evan maybe have regarding third parties shouldn't have nothing to do with me or custody of our son i do not want to think of the short and long-term psychological harm evan might be inflicting upon jack with this kind of talk in my prolonged separation from him it's like she's literally <laughs> she like lost a custody dispute and she's finding a way to turn it in her favor by making it about her court case, which isn't connected she at all. She also said, I'm extremely afraid of the alleged offender, Manson, um, and she's afraid that he will seek retribution against me for testifying by harming me, our son, and members of our family hmm. from across the country. Yeah. Like, I guess the rule was like, if you're like, if, okay, if you're, if you're getting a divorce, right, and you move, you can't move more than 200 miles away from the from the person if you have joint custody. So that was part of it. Yeah. Um, this one comment said, uh, her PR team tried to spin this to make her seem like a victim, but that's not what happened. Evan Rachel Wood moved her son to Nashville to keep him from the toxicity of LA. It had nothing to do with Manson. So now she, but so to get away from the toxicity of LA, she's sending her kid back to LA. Hollywood's yeah. uh, dishonesty knows no bounds, and PR uh, PR firms get all the money for this type of stuff. Uh, there was also this. It says Wood said she had been deluged with death threats since making her allegation. Bell uh, Bell filed court papers in a bid to regain joint custody of Jack after what he called Wood's unilateral decision to move him from Los Angeles to Tennessee. Evan's story defies credibility, says the English-born actor in a motion to the L.A. court. He says, quote, I frankly do not understand what is happening. Either <laughs> Evan's claims that she is receiving death threats are true and Jack is not safe in her care, or they are not true and she is withholding her son from me for other reasons of her own invention. He also says that she claimed to the courts that she was going to, she's like, I have to get extra security guards and I have to put up a fence. And then he's like, she never got extra security guards. That's not a thing. Okay. Like, she's just lying. 
and I don't Marilyn know anything Manson, about this story. Yeah. <laughs> she she put out a documentary yeah. about this whole situation called Phoenix Rising onto what was it HBO Max? Yes. Um, back in what 2021? Yeah, uh, it's two years ago now. Yeah. Um, Marilyn Manson is now uh, hit back at her, saying that all of these claims are false. Um, and none he, of it can be proved anyway. So the source close to Manson denied Wood's claims, berated Wood for making unproven claims publicly, and said the singer's own safety had been threatened after Wood's girlfriend, Ilma Gore, allegedly used a forged FBI letter to recruit other women into accusing Manson of abuse. And one of the accusers, uh, we covered this before, she recanted everything and said that Evan Rachel Wood and her girlfriend basically trained her on what to say and none of it was true but i i kind of thought at the time it doesn't make you seem better like for recanting afterwards when you're yeah. fully admitting that you intended to ruin this guy's life knowing that nothing happened to you it's it's just it, i can't imagine having to go through the type of custody disputes that you do that you go through when you're a famous person well, right? i think with marilyn manson too people just have this uh you know, image of him and go like, oh, yeah, he probably did it. Look at the face paint. He's clearly a bad guy. That's yeah. what they're saying. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, I don't know anything about this. I'm not I'm not going to give an opinion on it one way or the other. I, I this is I kind of heard this story maybe a couple of years ago. This is in the years in the making. I don't really know anything about it. Well, it's sort of like when um, Marilyn Manson back in the day was pretty much blamed for Columbine, the Columbine shooting. Yeah just because of his public image and like having this influence on teens but like the columbine shooters weren't fans of his yeah. to begin yeah, with no. and even if they were it's, even and even if they in some like manifesto had claimed that marilyn manson is the reason we're doing this it still it doesn't implicate him that's a further uh, indictment on the culture right now right like now a lot of times what people say is like you're responsible for your audience you're responsible for your platform therefore you yeah. have to be careful about what you say lest you uh, inspire some incel or some this or that to do something horrible a no sex guy yeah uh, <laughs> like, well like is that is that really fair is that really fair in the culture that you're yeah. forced to censor your own art because other people might interpret it in a way that you can't control uh, another part of the story is that Evan Rachel Wood wrote her own uh, Mother's Day letter to herself. Let's see, we got a $20 super chat right there first from Grofty. Uh, he said, the beautiful people fits well to explain what's going yeah. on. Yep. You're not wrong. Here's a quote from her, uh, her letter to herself. I am a queer single working mom who is a survivor and it's normal for me to feel constantly judged. I don't get a thank you. I very much have to rely on myself for all things. I pick myself up. I do my own research. I wipe my own tears. I pat myself on the back. <laughs> I love my child with everything I have. I don't have a nanny, but I have a loving mother who helps me when she can. That's, she wrote that to herself? Yeah. She wrote that to herself. And now the father of the kid, who is not mentioned in this letter, has full custody of the kid they just they they women just get rotator cuff surgery from patting themselves on the back constantly <laughs> just uh in fact i'm gonna send this to myself so that i can so that i can show this uh but it, yeah then, since then she's put her instagram on private 
Of course, of um, course. Hold on, I'm gonna send this. There was this video that uh, I, I was sending to someone before that it just makes me laugh because it's kind of the perfect indictment of a lot of things in the culture right now. Hold on, let me see if I can find this. All women born before, or no, no after it's, 1993. It's, it's not that one. They the, can't cook. <laughs> that, that would be funny though. Here, let me see if I can play this All one here. All I know is here. eat che hot Cheeto, charge their phone and lie. Yeah, hold on independent and she pays her own bills and she takes care of herself then <laughs> she's an average adult like what you expected to be patted on the back and applauded and be given awards because you're doing average adult things she's not some bad b she's she's an adult <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh that that's what it is hey yeah. you know you just gotta you just gotta do you think it <laughs> think it dream it do it can, can you guys say that think, think it, it dream, dream it, it. Do, do it. it. <laughs> that, think it. Dream it. it comes like do Z it. Zoolander and like I just get hypnotized. Think it. Dream it. Do it. Look, I just she like she really does irk me. If what she claims happened happened in the music video, I do think that that's wrong. Yeah. But also it, to call that pedophilia is a huge stretch. Well, that term has also kind of become like the catch-all term for like wouldn't it be like hebo is a hebophile? The one that's attracted to, to teenagers. What they're really getting at is yeah. French. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Country full of pedophiles. <laughs> Look, I just, for, for the Evan Rachel Wood thing, for the Marilyn Manson thing, it's just, it shows the power also of like what PR firms can do. Like you can give them any hunk of crap and be like, look, allow us to spin this for you mm -hmm. and turn your own custody dispute in which you, a clear narcissist who writes yourself your own Mother's Day letters, can turn your loss of custody to your child, which in America, isn't that kind of an amazing feat if you're a woman to lose custody? Like, given the, the circumstances, like, it has to be pretty bad yeah. To, yeah. to lose custody at all. Like, the woman's basically, like, feeding her kid alcohol and cigarettes, and they're like, he's probably safer with the mom anyways. He's a, that, he's a guy. We can't give her the guy custody. What's mm -hmm. he going to give the kid meth? Like, you can't do that. So it's that's that's the culture we live in these days. I just, I can't really get behind it because I just don't trust anybody who writes themselves a Mother's Day letter. I don't. I'm sorry. To literally say I pat myself on the back. Yeah, she, she has to pat herself. Also, I'm, I'm really sick of the notion that somehow being queer means you're going to get less credit in today's society because that's just inherently a lie and it's not true. Mary, yeah. I have a question for mm -hmm. you. Have you ever like written yourself a letter, but not like given yourself the letter, but you know, maybe gone out of state and mailed it back to you under a pseudonym and then, you know, have some sort of like fugue state where you forgot that you actually wrote the letter. That happens to Mary all the time. And then you read it and you're like, wow, this person is so nice to me. Um, that's really specific. <laughs> have you done that? <laughs> Personally, no I, I haven't. Uh, no comment, uh, okay. but I do write all my own fan letters to myself. That's always good. Then you always know you what kind of compliments you're going to get. Uh, Do you have like a PO Yeah, box yeah. I want to shout out. I want to shout out uh, <laughs> one of my fans uh, on Twitter. He goes by like Bon Bons, but he just sent me some really cool stuff. Okay. Uh, he sent me uh, poster cards for Orson Welles' The Trial, which is really cool. And then my Sallow shirt that I have was sent to me by a subscriber of mine. And they give like envelopes filled and with they white never, powder? And they never send you dead animals or anthrax? No, no. They're very nice. 
Okay. We've yeah. had some debacles with fan mail here at the castle, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, they send, me, they send me cool, like, movie-related stuff. Um, yeah, no, my fans are great. My, well, I don't, I don't even like to say fans. Subscribers, you know, they're 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 great. They're they're good people. It also says that she's a self-described activist, which is a red flag in and of itself. If you're describing yourself as an activist, it's just, it means you don't work anymore. Yes, it's, that's <laughs> what it is. They're like at this point now, when they're when they're getting their career started, and they you know they've got their agent, they've got their manager, and they've got to come up with a timeline. Like, at what point are you going to give up on actually doing your job and just transition into being either a brand ambassador? Or an activist and it's one of those two probably the brand ambassador first and the activist second mm -hmm. uh, and then you find your cause and you well, go it's the chill. same thing now we were talking about this ad for Biore strips the other day where this TikToker made a mental health awareness post for like strip away the stigma and your blackheads <laughs> where she talked about being the victim of a school shooting oh to I, was, advertise, I, I, I tuned in I tuned into that one yeah, yeah to advertise this product very so, creepy. Yeah, now being a brand ambassador is also like being an ambassador for your victimhood status. Yep. Uh, oh, also. Any brands out there? Uh, I'm a YouTuber. Nothing is beneath me. Please. I will do anything <laughs> for money. Anything. I will please, <laughs> please give me money. I'll do anything. I'll say anything. You want me? You want me naked in a uh, in a very sketchy basement room being tortured? But you'll give me ten thousand dollars, please. I'll do it. This Perfect. is what I was saying. That's why a Screen Actors Guild strike is never going to happen because these people are so in LA are like so desperate for work. They'll be like an extra in a porno. Let's just, They're not going to have a picket line. Let's just go ahead and move on to AI and get the AI one over with. Let's just yeah. do the AI one. Why, why don't well, we do yeah, that? Sure. So let's just do that. Okay, so there was an article, guys. It was written in The Guardian. It says, those who hate AI are insecure inside Hollywood's battle over artificial intelligence. And they're kind of right. They're, like, they're right in the sense that, like you said earlier, it's a corporate product now. When you're making a, a movie like The Little Mermaid, that movie could have been written by ChatGPT. Very easy. <laughs> well, every Marvel movie could be, like I was actually surprised that uh, AI hasn't been, uh, um, AI hasn't been used before because I, I could have sworn all those Marvel movies were written by AI. They might as well uh, be. Um, oh, also to the chat, uh, definitely Josie Gang, Josie Gang all the way. Uh, you know, Letty, uh, <laughs> Letty was talking, Letty was talking crap about the top J. Uh, so, you know, none of that, none of that bull spit. You know what I mean? You like uh, Fish Tank? Yeah, of course. We talked about that on the show but, before. But anyway, you were going to be on Fish Tank, weren't you? Uh, well, I showed up. I was hanging out. Uh, I was hanging out with Jet, and um, he was like, "Oh, you should come on Fish Tank tomorrow." And I was like, "I'm only going to be in Rhode Island for another like ten hours." But then they got swatted, and it, oh. it ended up not happening. Yeah, it, I mean, you know, it's Jet's thing. I think he's done. Like he he didn't have he wasn't sleeping at all. So I know that he's definitely uh, excited for. Uh, for it to be over just so he can get like a good night's rest um but they're all good people up there you know i like i like they're all great people um so that's you know, the future of entertainment unironically yeah. like independent creators making like actual original ideas and the reason that ai is a threat to mainstream entertainment <laughs> right now is because they've already been putting out drivel that's below the, what AI would be capable of making. Or at the very least, it, it would come off just as soulless Yeah, in, in a lot but, of ways. Yeah, but I mean, the other, the other problem with AI, and this is where I see it definitely from the writer's perspective, is that 
we we call it AI. It's not really predictive AI. It's a language learning model, exactly. and it's based off of stuff that's already written. So, how is that going? So you know that there's going to be a lot of copyright uh, lawsuits going forward about you know stuff that's written by AI because people claim that it was. Uh, you know, that it was sourcing things from copywritten material. Now, you know, these studios could easily just have any kind of engineer uh, program, like a language learning model like GPT-4, to only go based off of, say, you want to make Fast 11 and you want to write that with an AI, you can, you, can put in, <laughs> you can put in the scripts from the other Fast movies. But, you know, I did this experiment on my channel recently where I had the video. Actually, BG Cumby was in that video. Let's go. Because it opened up with him on a date with uh, Replica. Uh, and it was about the movie Her. And I fed. Okay. So I had one of the engineers. Uh, oh, yeah. I at, saw this. Uh... Yeah. So I had one of the engineers at Fudo basically train GPT-4 <laughs> on all of my uh, video scripts. And it came out. We actually had to get through a lot because it was most of them were terrible so i ended up picking the the least terrible one and uh and then i also had my voice in 11 labs which will clone your voice mm -hmm. so i fed it like all my youtube videos so they could kind of get the enunciations right mm -hmm. uh and you know people still were able to pick up some people were able to pick up it was an ai voice but they didn't know that i didn't write it and some people were able to pick up that it was written by an AI, but the uh, voice fooled them, and some people picked mm -hmm. up on on both accounts. But the the thing about AI and the thing about writing is that when you're writing something, especially like if you're passionate about it, right? There's going to be that kind of divine spark in there that's going to transcend what any kind of language learning model can do. Uh, but you know, for Marvel films, like Marvel whatever. films don't ever look like There's sound like they have any rewrites. The, they're to me. Oh, they have a lot of rewrites. No, I know, no, I know they do. I was just reading an article earlier where Elizabeth Olsen basically said she goes, "I gave up like reading the scripts because I would get constant rewrites." But the dialogue is so generic that it doesn't sound like I'm hearing any type of like it might be a story rewrite, but the dialogue doesn't seem like it gets many once-overs to spruce up the language. But it does. It's just bad. Yeah, no. I mean, there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen when it comes to those movies. And uh, it, and I joke that it's like it could be written by AI, but it's just that they're written so blandly that it might as well be. We're already writing by committee in these rooms anyways because there's yeah. so many voices being heard. It, it might as well be an amalgam of a bunch of things being said on the Internet. Yeah, AI it's, is it's just being... a committee writer's room, but <laughs> yep. it's a committee of like thousands of different inputs. And that's it's really funny, too, because I, when I was reviewing The Mother recently, that awful Netflix movie, the, the first thing I thought of was like, look, if they had if they had just done one rewrite like this, this was a, a, a bad movie, like a movie I I hated so much that I had to review it right away. Like the only thing they needed to take it from obscenely awful to like, I would have not thrown up, but I would have probably just <laughs> gone to bed was just a couple of rewrites on the dialogue. Like, yeah, that's all they had to do, but they didn't do it. Well, you know, or if they did, it was so bad to start. They barely made it back to, to well, horrible. Well, what happens? Cause I, I've been in this position, uh, working as a script doctor. Um, and, I had some scripts that I uh, got noticed right by studios and like I won't name the studio but a big studio like picked up the script that I edited and how it was is that it goes to like a junior development exec or like an intern and then the intern would give us notes and say hey I really like the script but the guy above me that's going to have to read this next he's going to want you to change this this and this 
so then he goes, if you want this, if you want this to go forward, you have to change these things, right? So then you change those, th those things. And then the guy above him, a junior development exec or, or whatever, says, hey, I really like this, but the guy or the woman or whatever above me is going to want you to change this, this, and this. And, and it goes up the ladder. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And by the time it gets to the higher-ups to decide whether or not they want to option the script or they want to buy it, they want to make it into a TV pilot or whatever... It's so far distant and it's so neutered from what the original script was that you almost like don't like it anymore and you don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's why like maybe it's because the bigger directors, the bigger writers in Hollywood, less hands touch their work from the point of script development. Or, to or the they find production. very or they find very good ways to uh, get around it. Like uh, one of my favorite stories is Bong Joon-ho with uh, Snowpiercer and, you know, Harvey Weinstein was the uh, uh, producer of that. And. They called him Scissorhand, Harvey Scissorhands because he notoriously really cut up the films and would... Um, His hands were always going places they weren't supposed to go. Um, well, that's a different, <laughs> that's a different topic. Uh, but uh, but uh, he wanted to cut out this one scene that involved uh, a fish. He thought it was like nonsensical to the film. And Bong Joon-ho said, well, see, I want this fish in here because my father was a fisherman and this is like an homage to my, to my father. And Harvey was like... Okay, we'll keep it in. And then Bong Joon-ho in an interview said, oh yeah, no, that was a lie. <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh, I love it. Look, uh, for a lot of it, for the AI stuff, it says the, the people who hate it or are fearful or are insecure about their own talent, said Robert Legato, an Academy Award winning visual effects expert who has worked on films like Titanic, The Jungle Book, and The Lion King. Yeah, well, which Lion King? Which Jungle Book? I ask you. <laughs> And they said it's a feeling amplifier. Uh, if you feel confident, you'll excel. If you feel inferior, yeah. you'll fail. Well, yeah, like I think a lot of people, like right now, it's really funny, like seeing the conformity within the industry. Like every director, every studio exec, they all have to say bla bla like blanket, yes, I support the writer's strike. Yes, I support this. Well, this except for, um, except for, you know, they're getting on the Michael Mann because he broke the picket line to uh, edit. Awesome. Uh, edit yet another Michael Mann masterpiece. I love Michael Mann. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like, but he's in post production of a film. What, yeah. what, what do they well, expect? Well, they said that him? about other things as well, like other d people who are in, well past the writing process, who are in the who are into post on a lot of. These yeah, films. and there was a lot of talk at the Cannes Film Festival too of like, oh, uh, studios shouldn't be buying movies because of the writer strike. It's like, look, business is still going on. These movies still have to get released. Like, you already got paid for these films. Yeah. You might as like you it might as well still go like. We're going to have a, I, I, I think, so I, I guess I, I might have a little bit of a different uh, different take on the writer's, writer's strike than a lot of people. I semi-support I semi it, I semi-don't. I support it in a few ways. Uh, like, I like their one thing of asking streamers to actually show streaming metrics and, like, how many people are actually watching these movies. Uh, and some streamers are good and some are not when it comes to uh, royalty pay. Who's the who's good? Who's bad? Well, I I think that Netflix uh, pays you everything up front. You don't get royalties. Yeah, well, that's the it's why there's no incentive to actually make 
to, to keep the quality up. Yeah, right? and I, I feel like royalties do create incentive to make mm -hmm. stuff that people want to watch. And I think that that's actually a better system. Um, Netflix is also notorious for canceling stuff. If it goes more than a couple of seasons, they just they, they, they cancel basically everything after three, three seasons. seasons. Yeah, yep. it's always three. so. But the other thing that I like about the writer strike, uh, other than the fact that we're going to get a lot more reality TV, because that's what happened with the last one. Hey, Donald Trump, the the, yeah. the 2007 writer strike is the is, is what created the cult of Donald Trump. I read it in a Variety article. They so said it must be true. It must but, be true. But you know, uh, famously. You know who was against the 2007-2008 writer strike was like uh, Aaron Sorkin. Uh, Do you say why? Uh, yeah, he said that they're all writers who don't work. <laughs> well, yeah, like, of course, the, the good writers said, are... He said that they just... They, they go from being unemployed to being picketers. James James Gunn was saying, like they were saying, like James Gunn's like, no, I'm not writing right now for, for Superman Legacy. Of course not. But you know, he's like... He's, he's writing a little bit. He's, yeah, he's scripted yeah. because he's not just the writer, he's the director. So where does one job end and the but other one begin? The other thing that I think that the writer strike can do that's actually really good, and it's not going to be good for Hollywood, um, is that there is going to be a time, maybe next year to the year after, there's going to be a window of time when there aren't any big releases. And what I'm hoping for is that it opens up to... It opens people up to new voices that are coming in. So smaller films that might not that would have probably come out at the same time, but would have gone up against a wider release. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I hope that it kind of opens the door for uh, newer voices, for voices who are uh, outside of Hollywood, dissident voices, to uh, release films. I mean, like that's why I'm I, I just like dropped everything. I dropped my YouTube and you know for a couple months to write this write this uh, screenplay. Um, to uh, try to get it made maybe later later this year. It's because I feel like there's gonna be a time when there's not gonna be a lot, there's not gonna be a lot of competition and people still wanna watch movies. And uh, it's gonna be like independent independent films. Seems like the way the networks are going right now is they're leaning really heavily and unfortunately into the unscripted <laughs> stuff is their way of saying well, it, as gonna, we know. They're gonna, <coughs> sorry. <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna lean heavily into unscripted because it's, easy to make and cheap and cheap and you can and it's a very fast turnaround yep. you know and so like in the meantime they can make a bunch of these and they can kind of fill the gaps uh when they're not coming out with movies and uh wait didn't they cancel that jersey shore reunion maybe we'll get that finally Mm, yeah, Guido's. <laughs> Snoo Guido's are gonna make a Snooki. cultural Snooki. comeback. We need, we need a comeback here. Oh, uh, shout out to Oching in the chat. One of my one of my good friends in the chat, Oching. Shout out. So Ice Cube has slammed. He slammed artificial intelligence <laughs> as demonic and evil, and people were he pointing said, out uh, that they were pointing out. They're like, look, you made your career off sampling music, and he's like, that's not the he same thing. He said samples are approved or denied by song owners. Totally different than taking a dead artist and making a new song they never approved and saying yep. things they may not agree with that's evil and demonic to me. And I think the same thing about deep fakes of a dead actor or actress yeah. who didn't necessarily consent or understand yeah, that like, that was in their contract. Look, the I've said this for years. I've said this for years, right? And this has been my like futurist cyberpunk dystopian okay. prediction for years is that there's going to be a point, right, when the deep fakes get really good and then actors will have contracts for both appearing in a film and just having a film use like a deep fake yep. of them. And it's like, oh, you just want me to, as, as a cameo, I'll, I can't make it out, but you can have my, my price for deep faking me into it. 
uh, mm -hmm. one of a YouTuber that I really like was talking about. He goes, he goes, what Hollywood will become? I mean, he's he's not a Hollywood guy, but he's like he's like it'll be interesting. He's like it's gonna become three Hollywoods. You're gonna have regular Hollywood. You're gonna have like roller coaster AI Hollywood. Meaning like, do you your fan like one day like your family can write their own Die Hard Seven with with Bruce Willis in it and whoever you want in there, and they'll just be able to do that at home. And the other one is what you're talking about, which is like actors that will just want to license out their likeness for projects will be able to do that yeah and um gosh another thing that i wanted to to bring up about uh ai but my mind is my mind is blank mine does that from time okay. to time mine does that on a regular yeah. basis that's okay we also have another take from justine bateman she said i think ai has no place in hollywood at all to me tech should solve problems that humans have using chat gpt or any software i'm a human using ai to write screenplays <laughs> in place of a writer is not solving a problem. We don't have a lack of writers. We don't have a lack of actors. We don't have a lack of directors and we don't have a lack of talented people. That's a, that I disagree a, with that. That is a fundamentally dishonest take. She knows yeah. that nobody thinks that it's because there aren't enough writers. I mean, even if we don't have a lack of talented people, the talented people aren't. Actually, no, I think I, I disagree with her there. Like what I, what I think it is, is like, uh, the same talented writers that worked, they talk about, how, I talk a lot about how writing in, on television especially has gone downhill. As like, mm -hmm. look, the talented writers that were all there 20 years ago, they're still there. There's just an output now that's so enormous that they don't have enough people that are that talented to cover all of the streaming services, all of the networks, all of the movies. There's only so many exceptionally talented people. And then you combat, you, you combine that with the fact that studios are already putting quotas on what type of things can be made today, which can limit, you know, creativity and output. And quotas like, for who can be a writer. Exactly. So it's like, I, I actually disagree with her there. I think she's being fundamentally well, dishonest. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. You can maybe pull up this uh, article, but it was Joe Russo, who was the director of the Avengers movies. Yep. Um, he said something recently, a few weeks ago, he's like, wouldn't it be great if you could go on Netflix and use AI to create a movie that you want? Yeah. And so you can, he, so he was saying it like, oh, wouldn't this be great? Like you go on Netflix and you can like put in inputs. Like I want this movie. That's what I was talking about when the guy yeah. said like, he's like, your family will be able to like make a movie on a Friday night. But you know, it's like, it's going to be uncanny and it's going to be dumb and it's going to be weird. And uh, I don't yeah. want to watch that kind of movie, but of course, course it's a marvel director who says that do people even want to do that i, I think they just want to turn no. their brains off but, okay also he should be the <laughs> russo should be shamed for the 360 pan the the 360 rotating shot that pushes in that they always use that i'm getting very very sick of seeing i finally watched a little bit more of citadel i fell asleep i woke up i fell asleep and they do this same shot where the camera starts it used to be when it was in a marvel movie the camera would start at a dutch angle and it would push in and it would rotate to level now it, they're so ridiculous it's and they're so power hungry. It's down. literally 180 degrees, and it. But they need the whole they shot. need to do upside down. It's now. it's it's awful. It's it's awful. Actually, they Sign should do multiple <laughs> rotations and just give you seasickness. As, also, I want to point out it, it's sad too because Winter Soldiers is probably the best Marvel movie that they made. If you want to talk about whether there's any actual good Marvel movies, I would say Captain America: Winter Soldier is as close as it gets. Which uh, ones outside have you of seen? the original Iron Man? Which ones have I seen? Because of Monkey Jones. And the Is It Kino podcast. Shout out to Is It Kino. Me, Monkey Jones, and Florian Hemsel talk about all sorts of bad movies I don't <laughs> want to watch. Um, I've seen I've seen a lot of the Marvel movies. I would agree that Winter Soldier is the one that feels like an the actual most, movie. The most like an actual movie. And even then it feels like a nineties B movie. That's what I love about it. It's amazing. Yeah, that's Brett's taste. That's that's my taste. Mm -hmm. Yep. He's like he's like, why would you admit that? 
<laughs> I like I like a lot of '90s B movies. Like, I, I I love that movie. I think the first Iron Man is fine. It's also uh, like the, the first two Iron Man movies. Uh, I didn't like Iron Man two. Every a lot but of people first, don't like it. But, but the first Iron Man was fine because, for one. It was shot on film, so it actually looks better. That than the, was, wait, was that the Shane Black one? Or was that the John Favreau one? John Favreau. Okay, which one did Shane Black do? Three? Three. Three. Yeah. That's, it's so weird to think of him as a... <laughs> um, I watched I rewatched The Last Boy Scout very recently. The uh, Actually, Al Anonymous, I was making that joke that uh, in Guardians 3 that the... Uh, I was making that joke with my friends saying Guardians 3, the flashbacks should have just been like Sallow with... Uh, um, with Rocket and all the other weird uh, mutant creatures. Um, but yeah, no, Iron Man like actually was structured as like a real movie. It The tropes had not been developed yet. Yeah, and they hadn't developed. And also what happened what happened with Marvel is that they went to shooting digitally and having, uh, having everything look gray. And then James Gunn was like, I'm going to put color in Guardians of the Galaxy. And they're like, oh, we have to make it all like 80s B-movie color color popping sort of things but it's so kind of gauche and like not good looking uh at the same time there's like this visual conformity across all the marvel movies that the visual conformity is the thing that really just turned me off of turned me off of them pretty early on Hmm. uh from the early films or as they went on uh no, the visual conformity is there yeah. pretty I early mean, on. And it makes sense because it's like I get the point of it because it's supposed to be a, a way for you to follow through so the worlds feel as if they connect from film to film to film. Yeah. I, I understand the nature but, of it, but it's still not. I mean, that's what, that's what I liked about Winter Soldier, right, is that it has that feeling, but at least the storytelling felt like it pulled you out of the conformity from time to time. But, you know, what Marvel basically is, is it is uh, – a TV show that people go to the theaters to see. Yeah. It's just, it's just a TV show. And, but the writing is like, is the writing as good as the Sopranos? Is the writing as good as Decalogue? Is the writing as good as any of these, any of these other TV shows? No. You mentioned Michael Mann earlier. Are there any Michael Mann movies you like? Plenty. Um, I love, uh, well, for one, I love heat. I love thief. I love, uh, the last of the Mohicans. That one, oh, The Last of the Mohicans is so good. I love the score to Last of the Mohicans. I listen to the score all the time. And Dana Day-Lewis is such a good actor. Uh, you know, he's, he's, like, people are like, oh, he's, like, that pretentious method actor or whatever. But he's great in everything he's in. I mean. He's retired now, right? He, he's retired, yeah. Phantom Thread was his yeah. last movie. That was a great, um, uh, that was a great, uh. A great movie to end on. I thought that was a fantastic film. Heat is still my favorite movie of all time. Heat? Oh, yeah. yeah Heat is great. Uh, it, it was one of those films where, like, because for me, it caught me at the right age. It caught, You know, I was still young, but young, you know, I was like, guns, cool. Like, I didn't actually appreciate the film until years <laughs> later. But then, like, like I most of his work, like, I love Heat. I love Collateral. Collateral, yeah. Collateral's fantastic. Like, yeah. And I get a lot of crap because, like, like, it feels like Michael Mann is weirdly controversial. Like, people seem to either really, really like him or they just can't stand his work at all. But to me, Heat was the first time as somebody who's, because I'm deaf in my right ear, where yeah. the sound design really mattered. Yeah. And Heat, especially during the bank heist scene, where the gunshots, you just don't hear the sound design on gunshots and squibs the way that they were doing it in that movie. Yeah, he has great sound design. He also has a great attention to detail when it comes to guns and movies. Yes. Where 
they like if they have a six shooter, they're only shooting six shots before they have to reload. And that's and the funny thing is, it's such a small detail, but that's I still believe that that and the budget on the first John Wick are actually what ended up making it iconic because they they talk about how like look in that first John Wick after decades of Bourne movies uh, after a decade of Bourne movies with constant cuts in in the older Liam Neeson gotten taken they have to cut yeah. around the fact that he's just old and dragging his ass from shot to shot but you know you know why you know why the Bourne movies work better than Taken is that all the big stunts all the big action stunts are shown in master shots yeah so they're not they're cutting to give it uh, I mean that's Paul Greengrass Paul Greengrass's style uh, but it is showing like the big shots as master so they're actually doing it so it feels a lot more believable than like and, taken and it fits the tone the the tempo of the movie it yeah, actually exactly. matches the tempo of the movie it doesn't match the tempo of taken but it's like they they what they talk about in the first John Wick they pay very close attention to how many rounds are in his mag that he has in each mag and they yeah. also like they do most of the the firearm shots wide and that was at a time where it's like you weren't seeing headshots shown wide they were cutting to the back so you couldn't see it happen they were cutting around it but in that film it was actually just because they didn't have the money to do multiple to shoot multicam for a lot yeah. of those shots so it was just wide like that also yeah. in the chat people are mentioning what about Miami Vice and what about uh, Public Enemies Public Enemies I actually think Public Enemies is underrated but that's because yeah. I like uh, I like almost everyone in that movie yeah. I find Rory Cochran to be an extremely underrated I actor I need to rewatch mm -hmm. Miami Vice I liked it as a teenager I loved think, it I think that there Love. might be a uh, re they're re-releasing yep. uh, a lot of Michael Mann movies I know they're releasing the director's cut of Black Hat uh, later this summer I, that's still one I haven't seen I've heard really really good things about Black Hat I've heard that, really like Across across the aisle things, but people have the told me the new left gets mentioned in there, right? And, well, um, people people tell me that the director's cut is really the version you have to see. So, okay. uh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting on this new release to see the director's cut of it. Miami Vice was one of the ones because it was it was like one of the first films that was shot digital. Like it was like completely shot on a Phantom, I think. And so I really love the fact that the night shots in that film they feel almost experimental. Like there's a lot of mm -hmm. digital noise in those shots that probably yeah. would have been you know, worked I, around. I, so I like that about the way that Michael Mann approached digital cinematography uh, at that time is that um, so many digital films now they really try to replicate film. Yeah. And I'm and like they have the budget to shoot on film. And it's like why are you shooting digital and then trying to replicate film in post? Why not just shoot it on film? If you're going to shoot it digitally. Because the dailies, right? Because it just makes daily, it makes it easier I to mean, shoot. I mean, if you're in LA, you're going to get the dailies same day or that, the No, I'm day. saying, but it's, isn't it just like a, a cost uh, no. turnover? Uh, no, 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 not really, because you can, you can record dailies on set, even with film cameras. Like, the film cameras are, like, not, you know, they're pretty high tech. Yeah. Uh, but what I liked about him is that he really embraced the digital aspect of it and made it look digital. Like he wasn't trying to do something else. I love that. Yeah. And I like that. Like he's using it like how I feel like you should be using it. Also, a lot of people said that about Joker 2019, that it was shot digitally and then they tried to replicate, replicate the yeah. way you know, the film would look. And you know, the, the coolest digital that try to replicate film and they did it. And I thought a very cool way was the Batman because they shot that in an RE 65 uh, and then what they did is they printed it onto 65 millimeter film. I think they did a bleach bypass. I'm not. I'm not sure if they did the bleach bypass or not. I, but I think they did. And then they scanned it back, so it's somewhere in between digital and film. And I thought it gave that a pretty cool look. Yeah. Um, I didn't like the Batman personally. Oh, I really liked it. Was it. Just not for me. I will say one of the other cool like, the things that Miami Vice had going for it is like it was shot during hurricane season, so there was just a lot of shots that are just not replicate. They, they wouldn't be able to replicate. 
uh, outside of using CGI in post. Like mm -hmm. there's shots where like you see whole palm trees shaking that just wouldn't be doable unless you actually had the wind to do that. Like even wind machines wouldn't have been because it's a wide shot. So you're seeing an entire Miami street of, uh, of palm trees shaking that just wouldn't be doable otherwise. Yeah. Well, I mean, so. the, you know, you don't want to fix it in post. No, exactly. That's, <laughs> that's all. It's the joke, right? Yeah. You don't want to fix it in post. All right. Uh, let's move on. Shall we, shall we talk? Uh, should we do super chats? We got super we, chats. Let's do we got some, some O7s chats. in the yep. chat for yep. single mothers. O7s for the single mothers out there. <laughs> All right, go for it. Luis Aguilar said, Guy in a Star Wars mask berated me for not wearing a mask. My reply, sir, please stand six feet apart. And he listened. I just kept going along my business. Did you call Order 66? I hope you didn't call Order 66. Uh, Corey Anderson said, Mary, say dog nipple. Brett, clip it. There I just said it, so... Um, I don't know if Brett's going to clip it, though. Thousand Foot Deep End said, Happy Friday, PCC. Sadly, I have to miss most of today's show live, but here's for the crisis meter. Welcome to the show, Kino Corner. Oh, thank you. And this is my first time on the show. Yes. And if you guys want to get a second crisis party, we're getting close there. Let's go. Fresh Meat said, Brent, <laughs> Brent, don't give me the fact that you don't know my name. I have given you several crisis parties with $100 donations. Machinists unite. Okay. Uh, I remembered you. She remembered. I'm I'm brain dead. Like there there are times. I'm not kidding you. People will like will like send me messages and they're mad about something I said on the show. That's like, so weird because I, I don't get any of those messages. Like, like they're, they're like like because I, I don't even have the hottest takes. I'm the I'm the mildest person here most of the time. That's what pisses people off. And and so like the, some people say send me a message about something I said. I'm like bro. That was like an hour ago. I forgot it. Dude, like, you, you know what? You know what? Take got me a lot of hate. I didn't even necessarily dislike this movie. I opened it up by saying that I actually have fun with this movie, <coughs> but I had issues with it. Was my take on Midsummer in a video, yeah. and uh, I was uh, kind of railing against like what I thought were like weak uh, script writing uh, parts parts of the movie. And oh my God, I had so many people calling me a sexist, misogynist, or something what? like that. Because I called it, I said, okay, sure, Florence Pugh can be the female Joker. And that's what they took issue with. Yeah. And I was like, but... Because she, she smiled? She smiled after she uh, sentenced her boyfriend to yeah. death because her boyfriend was drugged and uh, R-worded. And she saw it. And then she yeah. sent it. And I was like, but that's what happens in the movie. Yeah. But in, but yeah no I got yeah I, and then what? and then like uh, I was on a stream and and I had people in the uh, uh, stream chat going like are you going to respond to the criticisms of the video I was like oh, yeah God. and I said yeah it's called Midsummer for a reason <laughs> <laughs> look this, it's I I point this out all the time I was like look mm. people can pretend like they're so open minded. When it comes to film criticism, there's a especially when it comes to comic books in that world, there are takes you're allowed to have, and there are takes yeah. you're literally not allowed to have if you don't want to get mass pushback from people who claim to be so open-minded. Uh, earlier today, I think George Alexopoulos on Twitter was saying like uh, something about the he mentioned the Barbie movie and somebody's like a grown man admitting he's gonna go to a Barbie movie bad take he's like dude like I'm I'm a I'm an adult and, and like there's nothing less manly than letting another man tell you what you can or can't go watch like no so I think that this person in the chat was kidding but they also yeah. said like wow grown adults going to see Little Mermaid yeah. oh no and that that same person was uh 
Also, I think calling me a soy boy oh. and saying that we were woke and then said he's unsubscribing because we're giving Disney money. We're, we're so I'm not I'm not sure if he's like playing around or something, but I was Are I we was, supposed to sneak into the theater instead? Of buying uh, tickets? I don't know. Well, I didn't buy What's my ticket, guys. I didn't give Disney any I didn't I did not give Disney any money for the record. Yeah. Well then I hope We forced you to go. <laughs> this person did. No, blame Timothy Poole. <laughs> <laughs> then I hope nobody's going to see the, like, like the boycott game is ridiculous because at this point you have to boycott everything. There's very, like, you better be using public square for everything and you better not have any, like, like I said, when the Hershey, when the original Hershey boycott was going on, I'm like, everybody here fails because I know a lot of people that eat Skinny Pop and that, like, that's, and that's a product under the same What's umbrella. That? It's the popcorn, popcorn brand. brand. And it's just, uh, it's like, look, <laughs> yeah. it's, we're here to review the movie so that we can provide you know the show well, so that we can do i get yeah. comments all the time with people saying like go see more movies go watch more movies we're going to watch more movies no not that movie go see this movie you don't control guys <laughs> I'm sorry guys. or it's like watch all of star trek next generation yeah. so so guys the other night i watched this movie by hong sang so called the novelist film it was made for about seventy two thousand dollars uh hong sang so is a is a South Korean auteur, very cozy movie. It's a black and white film. It's very, very nice. It's about good people, uh, good people just being friends. Uh, Hong Sik So makes like three movies a year or something like that. Uh, actually, O Ching in the chat got me into him. Really good stuff. Another couple, another great movies from this year. Uh, a lot of the great movies are coming out not in America, but in Europe. Uh, so a really great film I saw was this Norwegian film you can rent right now called Sick of Myself. And yet another great film I saw this year was called Godland, which is uh, Icelandic. But last year, there's a fantastic <clears throat> film called Lost Illusions, a French movie that won the César for Sorry, Best I gotta, Picture. I got to cut you off. We got a chat from chat. Grofty. He said, anyone going to check out Bert Kreischer's, Kreischer's movie, The Machine, this weekend? Where is it, where is it being shown? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't see Hypnotic in theaters near us either. Ah, dude, I want to go that see That wasn't it. being shown it's near so us. It's so bland looking. It looks almost fun. Like, it's uh, like, I love William Fichtner, though. So, like, I, anytime I can go see William Fichtner on screen, like, I'm, I'm down and I'm a Ben Affleck fan. But I, I, I actually do feel bad that I went and saw, that I saw The Mother because I was lazy and wanted to watch it on Netflix, but I didn't go Not see The it. Mother. Just Mother, right? No, The Mother. Dumb up. Like I'm, 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 I'm embarrassed because he's oh, married okay. to J Lo, and I watched the J Lo yeah. movie, but I didn't watch the Ben Affleck movie. So oh, air cucked. I, 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 I that, no, no, he has another movie out called The Hypnotics, right? Uh, is what was it's it called. Just it's hypnotic, or yeah, the, like the hypnotics. And it was only playing at like a couple of theaters, and yeah. it only got a couple of a couple of show times. But it was like it was generically good looking, and that it was like it was kind of new. It wasn't the same exact formula as everything, but hey. Oh, so I'll just finish on Lost Illusions. Yeah. I think you guys might like it. I mean, it's a very French movie, so expect it to be very French in a lot of ways. But it's based off of a Balzac novel, and it's about a poet in, like, the 1700s who moves to Paris. And he's having this affair with this high-class lady, but then he gets found out that he's not high-class, so he becomes a journalist. And the whole movie <laughs> is about how corrupt and how evil all the journalists are. It's about the corruption of him as he becomes this like uh, tabloid journalist that everybody fears. It's a, it's a really good like satire. Or Nightcrawler also, anti-journo movie. Um, Do two more and then we'll move on. Nat or N91 said, first super chat ever, currently coping with the loss of my dog and just wanted to, you to know that you're just what I needed today. Love the show and thank you. 
Well, I'm sorry for your yeah, loss. That's that. awful. Yeah, man, that sucks. Um, losing but, a losing a pet, lo- losing anything that you love is always absolutely terrible. But thank you so much for for tuning in and hopefully hope things get better. Hope our stupidity helps. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Doctor Tran said off topic, but there are still records unreleased from the Columbine shooters' diaries. Some think it's unreleased because there was Fed or state influence. Yeah, I mean, there's also the the basement tapes that's never to be seen. Yep. Um, probably. Uh, Yeah, I wouldn't really trust anything new that comes out about that. Grofty said, so many parrots in the film industry, why add AI? Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where it all goes. It, it really is. I, I, like Music seems to be... Look, I, I've become almost addicted to Kanye West AI songs. They're actually good. The, there was... I, 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 not kidding you earlier. I heard. I finally heard one that's so bad. I almost had it turned off, but I laughed the whole way through. The Kanye cover Ka- of "Hey There, Delilah." Kanye West does "Barbie Girl." Is incredible. oh, that was good. It's yeah, so bad. It's good. Yeah. And the uh, what was the other one? There was one by the Killers that he. Yeah. Oh yeah, Mr. Brightside is a bop. Mr. His, Brightside. His version of Mr. And they're always like acoustic because they're not like the, the Barbie Girl one's not acoustic and it sounds like he's got a lisp. It's, yeah. Uh, it's amazing. So all right. <laughs> all right. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I agree, y'all. We should just uh, boycott all beer. Beer sucks. Uh, beer, you know, beer actually has so much like progesterone and, and stuff, <laughs> xenoestrogens in it that like it turns you, you know, it, it's worse than soy. If you're, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be drinking beer. No one should be drinking. The Bud Light boycott is funny because it's like I, I wasn't buying it anyway. Mm. So. Also, speaking of Kanye West, Kanye West is back in the news, ladies yes. and gentlemen, because for his shenanigans, yeah, for, he's got shenanigans going on. So Kim Kardashian has come out and she said, "Look, so what if I got drilled by Ray J on Whoa. camera <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and had to have the world release it so that I could become famous?" She says, "I think Kanye West going on Alex Jones is worse for our kids." She says this. Even after the whole debacle where she was like crying and having a meltdown because her kid saw a pop-up ad for her like never before seen footage of the Ray J sex tape. I wonder if the kids will have the same reaction when they see Kanye uh, in his gimp mask on Alex Jones. Will (laughs) will the reaction be the same? I mean, I bet North has already seen it. She has unrestricted internet I imagine like North is just a groiper. Yeah, she's a secret (laughs) groiper. I bet. North is just like, like at home, she's pictures of Nick Fuentes. She's everywhere. totally the target demographic for that. <laughs> uh, it says anyway. Kim, she says Kim Kardashian breaks her silence uh, and she just thinks that, what do you think? In today's society, what's worse? Political malfeasance and being a, a bit of a, what, what would you even call being what Being a shock doing? jock. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a political shock jock now, Kanye kind of is. He's weird. No, no, he's a he, weirdo. He's, no, he's all good now. He watched 21 Jump Street. That's true. I forgot about that. He's, he watched yeah. 21 Jump Street. Everything that is That cured fine. me of my anti-Semitism too. Well, me being in Hollywood, <laughs> I never was anti-Semitic, but I watched 21 Jump Street and I love I loved them even more. Um, So here's what she said. Uh, There's been a lot going on with Kanye right now. Things are going on in the media, radio shows, and interviews. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You feel like naming exactly what you're talking about? 
Even through all the craziness of everything that Kanye says about us, I never comment, I never post. He has made up the most insane narrative about Chris and the sex tape. We stay silent through all the lies, all the stuff. I mean, we all know that the sex tape was orchestrated by Chris. <laughs> her mom. Yeah, her rise to fame. Um, and she continued, I think at this point, I just assume everything I text Kanye is going to be put on the internet. I can handle anything. I just really get heartbroken for my mom that he, she has to deal with so much and all of his shenanigans. I don't even know what the F to call it. It's going so it's going to be far more damaging to the kids one day than my tape will ever be. And I have to sit here and not say anything ever because I know one day my kids will appreciate that. Uh, well, I, I once saw somebody, a very, in, a very inspiring person on Instagram once said, if you let a man shenan once, he will definitely shenan again. And that's, that's not good. She <laughs> should have never let him shenan the first time. We've got one from Thousand Foot Derp and he said, I often see guys who look like they've never built hay or cut timber saying beer is bad. Oh really, Mr. Moves? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe those of us without, defi without definition in our muscles aren't the ones to suggest what is best for the body, wink face. Any response to that? Yeah, I've lost 25 pounds in the last two months. Okay, uh, I have a personal trainer. I've been uh, doing 1,200, like when I'm cutting, 1,200, 1,500 calorie days. Uh, you know, I went through a depressive phase where I definitely like lost definition. Um, used to work out all the time, but uh, but yeah, no, I've been uh, definitely like this year been a lot healthier. This is what peak performance looks like. You like may not, not like it. You may not like it. <laughs> but this is what peak I, performance okay, looks like. Okay, I saw one the other day. It was it was the it was a screenshot of Melissa McCarthy as Ursula. It says this is peak woman performance, whether you might like you might not like it, but <laughs> No, you're wrong. You're, you're wrong. So, like, look, in today's society, we've become simultaneously, as you've said, is I think you mentioned it yesterday, like Hollywood is sexless. But we're mm -hmm. also in a weirdly, almost overtly pornographic era in the culture with, with Hollywood, whether we're talking about euphoria, whether we're talking about the idol, things like or that. Or actual sex or, tape. Or actual <laughs> sex tapes or just the, the prevalence of porn. Which one will be worse for the kids? Certainly OnlyFans girls are now, you know, the SoundCloud rappers of the new millennium. There's only that top 1% or 0.1% that's making a ton of money. But certainly plenty of women are trying their hand at it. Which one is going to do their kids more and damage? North Kanye's is, behavior. North is nine years old. And she's dressing up like Ice Spice, dancing to her songs where she's talking about like second crisis party. Thank you guys. In her back and shit like that. Thank you. Like if anything is inappropriate for her age, it's, it's that. And she's allowed to hang out with this adult at nine years old. I mean, that's just like that's really odd. That to me is just whoring your kids out for it is. for relevance with some like mostly for the the rapper is the one getting the the shine from north why are you a 23 year old on a play date with a nine-year-old it's the industry right <laughs> um and this reminds me of uh one of those clips from uh that i was on whatever where this girl says like well your kids will get bullied for anything like they might get bullied because you're on this podcast why is it so bad to be on OnlyFans if you have kids one day and i was like well, obviously there are objective degradations to to what is embarrassing for kids. And I think if your parent has been on a podcast talking about dating culture and like, like that might be a little less embarrassing than your mom having a sex tape or having an OnlyFans or being a porn star. My favorite is the, it's the videos, it's like the Instagram videos. It's like, 
going to school for like take your child like uh what your when your parents come to your school and talk about their job yeah and it's just the image of the kids just crying like <laughs> what do you I, I want your opinion what what's worse for the kids long term is it going to be kanye's behavior or kim's behavior Probably just a mix of both. It's almost like you can't really separate them at this point, right? Like they're always going to be their kids, and like it's going to come back as like they're both celebrity uh, nut jobs who <laughs> who have crazy stuff. Like, in their I past. mean, like look at how many kids who grow up with celebrity parents get like messed up. Yep. You know, it, it's not uncommon. Oh, not, and not just celebrity parents, but also like kids who grow up in the industry, even if their parents aren't celebrities, because they're taken advantage of. Taken advantage of, or it's just like. They're always in the spotlight. It changes perception on things. You know, there, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of different things. And also, you know, artists or, you know, tend to also be a little crazy. So, you know, they inherit that. Yeah. Um, Kim Kardashian is not an artist, though. She's just a also, also, ruthless businesswoman. Also, I mean, I I've seen like, the way that woman looks in a dress. She's, she's an artist of some okay. sort. Also, I just think that, like, when you're in that, in that world, there's also easier access to, like, drugs. And, you know, and mm -hmm. it's easier to sort of really mess your life up. Yep. Yeah, uh, it's was, not it's not a matter of if, but when the kids are going to have the <coughs> the wool, you know, removed from their eyes and they'll see like all of this stuff. So I don't think that they're going to appreciate the behavior of either of their parents. I was watching um, an old episode. It was, it was a show called The Glades it was from A&E from like a decade ago. And Eddie Furlong showed up and it just looking wide he's from term he's from terminator 2 looking he's, wide he's john, he's john connor in terminator 2 and he's turned his life around since then from what i understand like he he went through a very bad phase uh messed his life up and then had to turn his life around but you know that's it's not easy well and you can also think of like when you're in that industry the stress of uh it's not like you have a normal job or anything it's always like what's the next gig yeah and it's like you're only as good as your last movie and so if you have like a bad movie a string it, of bad movies can kill a career yeah, exactly. Yep. And um, uh, yeah, exactly. And it, you know, Who's the, who, who do you think is the best? What child actor transitioned into adulthood the best? Do you think that's that's kind of putting you on the spot because you kind of like like time to think about that. But. This reminds me of like Kieran Culkin talking yeah. about the effect that like being a child star had on his brother. Yeah. Like he actually feels bad for him because. Yeah. He didn't have to deal with nearly the same amount of. And Macaulay scrutiny. Culkin was a, a kind of like in the same breath of Will Smith of cultural icon at that time. Yeah. Um, uh, of the impact he made on the culture, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, you know, he went through a bad phase too. I mean, uh, I would say probably Jason Bateman. Yeah. You know, because he was in uh, uh, the one pra Little House on the Prairie show as a child actor. You know, Ron Howard also, you know, had a good job of transitioning to like directing and uh making a good career for himself afterwards i mean th there's been some like there's been some good ones but i think for for every good one that was able to transition there's so to, many that are, there's so many that like yeah. didn't yeah they kind of fell off and i mean sometimes too it's just because they did acting as a kid and they don't want to a lot of them go behind that. the camera like uh we'll end up working either like in or going into totally yep. totally different industries like the kid who was in uh charlie and the chocolate Factory or willie willie wonka in the Cho chocolate factory the the 1971 what about dakota the fannings the l fanning uh in dakota fanning like mm -hmm. they yeah they did pretty well fa fairly normal right yeah uh the the girl from the girl from Pretty Little Liars, she ended up being fairly normal. She was a child actor. Uh, I don't remember her name. Uh, not Ashley Benson. Uh, Sasha Patrice. She oh. started off as a child actor. She turned out 
vaguely on on the cusp of normal for for the most part, but a lot of them. And then uh, what's Scarlett Johansson was a child actor, and so was Natalie Portman, Natalie Portman. at twelve. Natalie Portman, yeah. yeah. But she like kind of. I don't know if she denounced Leon the professional, but like she did, yeah. She yeah, she she essentially kind of did, and and like says that she uh, thinks that it's like been misinterpreted over the years. I think some of them end up going into voice. I know the I know the girl we were talking about the other day. I was laughing about how they recast the girl who played President Whitmore's daughter in Independence Day because they just didn't want to use. Even though the little girl who was in that movie was still acting, she's mostly mm-hmm. doing voice work now. And they're like, she's fine, but we need somebody who's more traditionally cute and they and they got somebody different to do that role uh jake gyllenhaal too yes child actor yep. yeah. uh, or even if you if you want to count um uh justin timberlake was a singer and and he he, he was in the acts. mickey mouse club yeah, so was ryan gosling yep so all of those guys uh as close to normal as you can get into adulthood they're still working ryan gosling is going to be ken for yeah. gosh sakes so how bad could it be? Well, it's interesting to me the difference between like kids that come out of the Disney machine and like what happens to them. It feels like the singers get it's... the worst of it. Well, yeah. The singers seem to end up way worse than the than the actors to me. Um, I don't know why. I mean, but Nickelodeon. It's, it's Nickelode- probably a it's probably a harder life touring than just going onto a movie set shooting your thing and then going to the premiere yeah well and is that part of it too it's like a lot of kids like we we talk a lot about like there's just it's just not normal to be a minor and work unobstructed with adults like it's just not a normal Mm -hmm. thing like they talked a lot about how uh when joss whedon's career kind of tumbled and he got all the bad press about being uh, kind of who he was on set. They would talk about how they're like, look, he wasn't allowed to be left in a room, uh, a room alone with Michelle Trachtenberg. And the implication there is that he was doing something sexual, but it was because he's just mean. He he's a, a dick. Jerk. He's yeah. yelling at her and she's 16 and she doesn't know how to handle that. Like you're just, and that's even that's old, like even 16 still, it's not an adult, but it's not a nine-year-old having to take direction from an adult. But still, even at 16, you know, you're not, like, mature enough. Exactly. To, to really understand. It's like, okay, he's going to yell at me and whatever, and then I'm going go to go on set, I'm going to do my thing, and then it's going to be over, and it's going to be done. I'd actually, I'd actually rather work with people who are like that, that, like, will just yell at you and get it all out of their system rather than being, like, constantly passive-aggressive. Yeah. But, True. Yeah, like it's know. just like, but for that, it's like there's uh, there's supposed to be people there whose job it is to take care of them. Have you yeah. like encountered some pretty <laughs> explosive personalities? I'll say. Uh, you know, behind the behind the camera, some ads, uh, some producers. Uh, not really any like actors that I've worked with. Okay. One actor who was kind of a dick that I worked with uh, briefly on a movie when I was like 19 was Tom Sizemore. Start naming more names. Love no, no, no. But everyone love Tom Sizemore. But everyone else has been nice. You know, mm-hmm. everyone's been pretty, pretty cool. Like the thing is, it's like you have to be nice for people to want to work with you again. Yeah. Not necessarily, though. For it, most you, of the cases, then you have to be I very, mean, very, very good. Yeah, exactly. Like you have to either be top tier, well, the best the, of the the well, director of um, Amsterdam. Oh, David O. Russell. Oh, yeah. He, yeah like he's, he's known for being very violent. explosive and violent. Um, yeah, he he's known for for being like that but you can see selective enforcement well but you can see why he didn't make a movie for a long time and the movie he ended up with was amsterdam like there was a reason for that Mm. there are still a lot of big names that didn't care and chose to align themselves well because because he might win the oscars true 
Oh, I will also point out. But they also, like, they describe him in this way that's like he's endearingly violent and angry and oh, unstable. Oh, he's just like, a nice violent. He's angry. just quirked up, you know? I, I will also mention Frankie <laughs> Muniz turned out, he's like a race car driver now. Yeah, he's a race car he's driver like, now. He, he kind of came out, like, well, he's he, got one of those great stories. Had the privilege of, I guess, forgetting about all of it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so. So I don't know. Even if like, he had bad experiences, we, we're about we're a bit off topic, but I do think that the, the Kardashians' kids will end up. They're going to be a product of both their parents' makings, not just the product of one or the other. Mm-hmm. And it, it is yeah. right in line with divorced families to be like, "Oh, my mistakes were bad, but yours were worse." And then they're going to try yeah. and and then the kids are going to be expected to take sides. Like, "Oh, sorry, mom, I don't take your. I don't think your sex tape was nearly as bad as da- as dad's sick highlighting." That's also it. just how men are treated in the Kardashian Jenner clan is that they're expected to either behave like women or they'll get kicked out or shunned and that's exactly why I think uh Caitlyn Jenner transitioned I I do that's at least part of of the psychology behind it there's two twenty dollar ones right there Grofty and Tony Guevara um Grofty said uh, can I get a host to go watch The Machine this weekend and review it Thursday, maybe? Would like to see your options, too. Uh, I'd have to see uh, what the available showtimes are out here. And t- Tony Guevara just sent that without a message. Thank you, thank Tony. You. Guys, yes. All right. So, yes, the, the moral of the story is if the Kardashian kids are screwed up, it will not be one parent's fault. It will be both parents' fault. Do you think the same thing happened is true in music? Look at what happened with the Juts. Like, the the mom committed... Uh, you know, Minecrafted herself. Sewer, yeah, it, like uh, Ashley Judd, I believe, was their sister. She's an actress, so the whole family's in entertainment. In or was her daughter? Was her daughter? And then there's mm-hmm. the the twins. Uh, she became a Me Too activist. Yes. So. so it's like it's just bad. Um, all right. Before we go, I do. I you thought I forgot? I did not forget. Cute or cringe? I do have a oh, cute. Yeah. I do have a cute, and I do have a cringe of the day today. What would you like first? Because guys, by the way, guys, if you have cute of the day, you need to send them in. I'm running out of stuff to do. So if I forgot yours, if we haven't gotten to it, do send them in. Hashtag PCC Pets on Twitter. Tag me in there. Tag the show in there. Uh, we'll do cute of the no. We'll do cringe of the day first. And okay. We, we've only got one cute of the day, so I'm gonna do cringe of the day first. This was. Let me pull it up here. Did I wait? Did I lose my cringe of the day? What? I think I lost. I might have lost my cringe of the day. No. I had a cringe of the day, but I don't. I don't know where it went. I. I guess I don't. I guess I don't have a cringe of the day. Let that's, me look it that's up. That's too bad. Do you got? Do you got a cringe of the day? I, I thought that you sent it to me earlier. I, oh, I, I did, right? I sent something earlier. I don't remember what it was, though. The uh, 60-year-old TikToker. Oh, yes! Uh, who's, wait, the, the lady who said that she could... Uh, I'm sending it to you She could again. have kids? Yeah, I just is sent that it what to it was? You. I don't think that is that what I had for cringe of the day, but at, at least I don't think I meant... That felt mean to me. But what? Yeah, like, uh, here we go. We'll put it on screen here. But yeah, she's like, she's like she had kids at 39 <laughs> and then said, like, she could have kids at 60 she's like i'm just she said getting, that she says i'm just getting started that's very weird <laughs> i don't think that's what i had for i thought i had something else for cringe of the day i could have sw- oh it was the chloe kardashian maybe i don't know now i'm now i'm feeling bad oh no 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 haha <laughs> i found it don't worry guys oh this uh yes marvel has submitted she hulk for 19 emmys yeah 19 i am sure kino wants to watch twerking oh, i've seen she hulk twerking she hulk uh monkey and i well the is a keynote podcast we we did a weekly 
uh, She-Hulk review. We reviewed every single episode of She-Hulk. Uh, <laughs> it was torture. I hated every second of it. <laughs> yeah. Were there any upsides? It's, no. Any it at was, all. It ended. Yeah, okay, there's that. It, it ended. It was, um, the twerking was like. That was just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, just the whole show. It's just bad. But if you guys want to hear our thoughts on it, you know, I, I think our, our episodes are pretty funny. Um, That's what matters. So, you know, like we watched the, the bad stuff like Santa mm -hmm. Inc. and Velma. Damn. We did uh, Velma, we did too. Velma. Yeah. I, I actually found Santa Inc. worse than Velma. Yeah, Santa Inc. is worse than Velma. It's, 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 it's even more mean-spirited. So, How is that even possible? Be, well, no, I'll tell you why. Because, okay, <laughs> as, as mean-spirited as Velma is, it's mean-spirited towards a fan base. Santa Inc. takes an inherently good-hearted time of year, a time where optimism is supposed to rule, and is intentionally mean-spirited against that optimism. Okay. It's awful. Yeah, well, there's a reason why HBO took it down from their streaming site. Is it gone now? I believe Amazing. so. Amazing, good. Have you watched Rings of Power? No, that was too long for me. Yeah. And, we and, reviewed and like, all I'm, of that. And I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan. Um, I grew up reading all the books. Uh, you know, I saw all the movies and the cinemas when they first released and everything. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't even watch like, I watched like one of the new Hobbit movies, but I, I'm just like, look, I like the Lord of the Rings. I don't want to watch this other stuff that's like, not done by the same people yeah and it's like and not even based on not even based really on on much of the books like it's a totally new story mm -hmm. i'm just not interested in something lord of the rings related that tolkien really didn't write yep. so all right and i do have one cue of the day this is river also known as little shit he's attending Whoa. a conference <laughs> this day put it on screen right there it's very cute it's got a bow tie on. River's got a bow tie on. That's cute. That I is like adorable. That. So if you guys, if Little you have. Little shit. Yeah, so he, his <laughs> words, not mine. His words, not mine. All right, Mary, we got some super <laughs> chats there. Corey Anderson said, Brett, are you a fan of the 90s movie Airborne? Um, that is a big 10-4, buddy. Of course, I'm a, I'm a 25-year rollerblader. So yes, uh, it's one of the first movies that I saw. And it's also, when it, think about this, Jack Black and Seth Green in a movie in 1993 together before Enemy of the State. That's incredible. It's an incredible accomplishment. Oh, we, uh, we got a $20 yep. from Tony Guevara. He said, We are getting dangerously close to a third crisis party if anybody wants to, to make that happen. But yeah, if you What's guys... crisis party? What? Uh, it's just this, the, the lights and the... the you no, no, I, I know, I, I know, yeah. but like, what sets it off? Hundred dollars. Uh, oh, okay. So it's yeah. A, it's a, um, also, like, go. I don't even know if there's a place where you can go watch Airborne. You can watch Brink on Disney Plus if you dare to have Disney Plus. I don't even have Disney Plus. Hey, there's but, a lot yeah. of websites online where you can watch just about anything. Yes, that That's is true. Is that, okay, I was wondering about this. Is it against TOS to like advocate for either explicitly or implicitly anything. advocate to break a law? Well, that, I mean, in technically, yeah, but of I'm any not, kind. Hey, I could be talking about HBO Max right you, now. You could. That's true. You could, you could absolutely be talking about that. You could right be now. talking about password sharing. I do love, I do love the movie Airborne. I love the movie Brink, but I love Airborne more. Andrew Jacobs said, 
Jesse Ventura 2024 <laughs> payback time. I'm just I'm just asking questions. What are the results on the poll? I think we just decided who wins in 2024. Oh, we got a $20 one right there from Thousand Foot Dirt. Oh, he's at party dance monkeys dance. He, well, he's he's right. He he set it off. So here, let's let's end the poll, ladies and gentlemen, with 74% of the vote. Wow. Sir Drumfler wins. Uh, he's going to be president in 2024. I voted, got I voted Bindin because I'm an underdog. <laughs> <laughs> Bindin. Other got 22%. Yep. Hmm. No, and uh, there's one. There's, a, from... there's two $20 okay. ones right there. Francisco Sanchez Jr. said, hi, have a fun weekend, PCC, CCP, and all of the chat. We can't see. We're, we're very clearly not CCP because we were we, we shared those not approved CCP articles earlier yeah. about the Little Mermaid. So how could we possibly? We're beholden be, to nobody. Like Xi Jinping has got nothing on us. And then um, one more $20 one from Surge.com. He said, Brett, Team X Blades or Team Pup and Suds? Um, okay, my friend. First of all, fun fact, they spell X Blades not just with a Z in that movie in, in Brink. They don't spell it with the E, so it looks like X Blads. <laughs> um, second of all, I am Team X Blades because I have a X Team Blads. I have a Team X Blades shirt that I got. Like It's like a ripoff version of it. It's very clearly a screen print off uh, eBay and when I wore it skating for a day one of the stars of that movie liked the post and and, and shared oh. it the guy who the guy who played Val in that movie Sam Horrigan who is also Spike in Little Giants I might add uh, actually did rollerblades so he did his own skating stunts in that movie are you gonna call out all of the inconsistencies in Barbie are you gonna make a five-hour-long video? Yes. Going through shot by shot of all the inconsistencies. Dude, I could do that. <laughs> like, no, no. Here's the thing: the 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 scene of the people like doing the rollerblading in the neon. It's just sending the industry back another twenty years. It really is. It, it will. <laughs> in a good way. No, no, not in a good. I no? mean, it doesn't matter to me. I'm I've been doing it for so long. It just doesn't matter to me. But yeah, like, because that's what people think of. If you say rollerblading, <laughs> they don't think of you doing tricks. They, they don't think, think of Barbie Andrews. and Ken. They think of Barbie and Ken, and they think of skating on the boardwalk. So they're they're once again sending <laughs> us back flying up another twenty years. But you know, it is it is what it is. But yeah, I uh, yes, Serge, I I got Val to the guy who played Val to he reposted it when I when I shared that thing of me skating with the with the team x blads shirt or blade yeah <laughs> sketch therapy said bad reviews cost more tickets than are paid by reviewer that's it's saying like like us going to see it and paying to see it is costing them more money because people give a bad review so even if you pay for it oh. to go see the ticket if you give it a bad review you're going to cost them more money by doing that I guess so. And I, we didn't even give a bad review. We gave I don't a, need to justify this we gave to myself. A, we gave a... Uh, no, I told people not to see it. Um, the conservative gamer <laughs> said, Brett, I seem to have dropped my cigarette. May I have another? No. <laughs> okay. Um, Half-breed observer said, new sub, love it, and hello, Peter, remember me? Uh, I don't really remember like online news usernames that well, but if we interact in the past, much love to you. Shout out, shout out to Halfbreed Observer. Uh, Halfbreed Observer. Shout out. I and hope you have a wonderful day. Hope you guys have a wonderful Memorial weekend. Um, yeah. And a big shout out for joining and subscribing to the channel. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Support my friends. Mm -hmm. Grofty said, "Buck, buck." Thank you. Uh, and Buck Buck is what sent uh, Rossi, I believe, sent a $20 Buck Buck yesterday 
after the end of the show yeah. that set off the last crisis party. So you were the one who made that happen. You were the one who made that happen yesterday, buddy. We need another post-show crisis party. That was that was crazy. That That's was never like, happened before. That was that was, guys. Yesterday was the first time we had like a a show actually go off air and still get a crisis party. So thank you. Rath said, "How do you submit pets for cute of the day?" I'm glad you asked. That's a, uh, okay. So yes. Yeah, so if you have a Twitter, go to Twitter and f hashtag PCC Pets. And if you tag me in there at Brett Dasovic on Twitter, it'll get to me faster. I double checked everything today, and I looks like I'm all caught up. But it is possible sometimes Twitter's algorithm just sucks as far as like looking down the yeah. the timeline. So it's possible that I missed stuff, and we got so many that. Uh, you know, I missed one, so resend them, and we will hopefully be able to include them. I love having Q to the day. It brightens, yes. the, it brightens the mood. Grofty said, party, happy Memorial Day, remember the fallen. Yes. Yes, exactly. And then one more from Rhaegar the Targaryen. Uh, that poll needed more Tucker. <laughs> is it Tucker 2024? Well, I don't know about that because Target is getting rid of all their tucking materials. Yeah. So I just, I just I think thought that was uh, canceled. Exactly. Oh, one more there from Carnell. He said, here's to hopefully getting the Crisis Party bubble machine for episode 400. Let's go. That is Yeah, a, let's just ruin all of our computers. Just all the equipment gets broken. Like, and then the next day, they're like, where's the show? And we're like, the this, super chat. You asked for, for this. This is, this is your responsibility, guys. You're the bubble machine would be cool. A fog machine would be cool, too. But you do not want to be I don't the fog know machine if that's, up here. Yeah, I don't no. know if it's going to be possible, guys. We, we Maybe dry ice. Yes, huh? we, we, we did fog machine out in the outdoor skate park and it was not fun in an would, enclosed space. Would dry ice work? I don't know. I don't know if that's thinner, uh, like or, if it's going to be less bad for your lungs. <laughs> like die. I mean, yeah. I don't care about my lungs. I inhaled helium for 300. That is that is true. We could do helium again. Mm -hmm. All right. One more from Grofty. Uh, he said it's on. Uh, what's on, buddy? We're we're getting the, close. The fourth crisis party. Let's let's hope we're we're getting there. Maybe before we go. Um, all right, guys. Before we go, though, however, if you do want to make that fourth crisis party happen, you're welcome to. But otherwise, please like this video, subscribe to this channel if you have not done so already. I saw several people in the chat saying that they were new subscribers. Thank you very much for that. And I'm getting money thrown at me. <laughs> it's it's not even throwing very well. It's, it's not these things don't really they, like they don't they don't throw as well as you gotta do you this you need to get a big bunch of oh <laughs> shit <laughs> ah, that is not assault the, that's just, caught live yeah, on camera very very much so alright guys Crofty also said yup yep uh, oh, oh! I want to, I want to, uh, I want to shout something out here, or I want to say yeah. something because people are. You were talking about the helium, and someone said do nitrous. Uh, I want to say something is that in Blue Velvet, if you guys have seen that movie, mm -hmm. the original script, Dennis Hopper was supposed to be sucking in helium, uh, but Dennis Hopper told David Lynch, he's like, uh, I'm not going to do that. It's just going to be, it's just going to be like strange. It's going to be strange and not like a way that I think will work. He's like, I need to do nitrous. So the reason that he does nitrous oxide in the movie, that's that's all Dennis Hopper, because you know, he, he knew his uh he knew his stuff about that. He he was ahead of his time. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and then one more from Grofty. Oh, he said LOL. <laughs> well, thank you, Grofty. Thank you. Uh guys, like this video, subscribe to this channel if you have not done so already. If you are a new subscriber, thank you so much and welcome. Uh Kino, buddy, let everyone know where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me on the Kino Corner just about everywhere across Twitter, uh, where I like to schizo post a lot. Uh, nice. Um, YouTube um, and Letterboxd and Telegram. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm getting back into doing uh, 
YouTube videos again because my script is basically finished. And uh, and next week, early next week, maybe on Memorial Day, I'll be releasing a video uh, that is a collaboration between me and Meat Canyon. So look out for that. We're talking about a film I really like called Angel Heart. It's an 80s movie that stars Mickey Rourke, one of the greats. Right. Corey Anderson said, you missed my super chat before Grofty. Oh, he said, can y'all timestamp cute of the day? I will make sure to do that. For, for today? Yes. Uh, it's at the end today. Yeah, so, yeah. All right. No problem. All right, Mary, where can we find you? Yes, you can send me validation on Instagram at Mary Archived or send me hate on Twitter. That is also Mary Archived. And I did want to warn you guys, I'm going to be on vacation soon, starting on, um, what is it, the 31st? Yes. Uh, I mean, it's, your, yes. vaca it's yes. your vacation, Mary. I'm not a travel agent. Yeah, the 31st through, I believe, the 12th. Um, so fair warning for that. And we're also going to be gone for Memorial Day weekend through the 12th or through the uh, you're gonna be go are you gonna be here on the 13th the, the 13th i i'm not i'm not sure because i haven't looked at my flight itinerary yeah. uh <laughs> so guys uh i'll make sure you know be i am i'm working to make sure that all the shows are filled we're gonna have special guests a what 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 you made a face no, I didn't. Oh, I was like, was I announcing something I'm not supposed to announce? I don't think so. No, it's okay. Aiden Mattis from the Lore Lodge will be here for a full week yeah. from the 5th through the 9th. Me, him, and Phil are going to be doing three-person shows on Monday, and then Thursday, uh, and then Tuesday through Friday, we're going to try and bring in a special guest from around the company throughout the whole week. So we'll be having four-person shows throughout the week. we got a special guest on Friday and that as week. as usual, yeah, special yeah. guests on Fridays. Yep, so we're going we're gonna to have some fun. It's going to be different. I'm looking into ways right now in which we may change the topic you know, like i want to be able to have aiden lean into what interests him as well as mm -hmm. what we do here so it may be a bit of a hybrid as far as the show goes so it may look a little bit different for yeah. that week but it's going to be fun uh we're going to make it there's worth... a lot of like paranormal and like ghost stories but also celebrities yeah so so that's the goal is like, like esoterica what... it'll be interesting um on uh, June 9th, the special guest that we have for that day is interesting, and he'll have an interesting <laughs> talk with um, with Lore Lodge. Yep, for we get, sure. We got to, yeah, I just, I was just, when I was looking into him, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. they'll, they'll yeah. have stuff to talk about. So, guys, it's going to be a lot of fun. If you'd like to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at Brett Dastavik on both of those platforms. This show is here Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is noon Pacific. If you'd like to listen to Pop Culture Crisis rather than oh, watch we the got show one from Disco oh. Jensen, he said Crisis Party. Oh, it's coming. We remember it's on the timer. So, uh, I mean, I suppose I could set it off manually, like just as we go. No, off, no, no. Just, just let, it, let it go naturally okay so it will go off air and then you'll you'll hear it yes all <laughs> I, those things i just also want to say thank you guys for like having me on and being like so nice to you so nice to me um yeah. it's a pleasure to, to be here yeah thank man. you for it was a ton of fun yeah we'll, we'll yeah. have you back we'll we'll for keep sure. doing this uh yes 3 p.m eastern standard time that is noon pacific if you'd like to listen rather than watch we're on amazon music apple Podcasts. Pandora and Spotify. And if you'd like to follow the show on social media, we are on Twitter at pop culture underscore show, Facebook and TikTok at pop culture crisis. And on Instagram at pop culture crisis pod, we will be back with another episode on Tuesday. We will be then we'll be back then. We'll see you then. Later Bye. guys. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? 
Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.